Keltec is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Show your nice cool hat for been growing ever since I went to Shot Show. How many hats did you get at Shot Show? Three, I think. Just got three? a Keltec, a Star, and a 511. Okay. Yeah. You gotta miss the first one. No. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think I do. Like uh, the sand yeah. trucker. Yep. yep. Mother trucker hat. Yeah, four. Oh, gee, uh-huh. I lose. I lose count after I get to the hat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep up from time to time. Yep. All right, leadheads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host Lefty, and joining me today as my co-host, we've got my cameraman from. The Shot Show, Evan Floodman, Flood Munitions, Leadheads. Welcome in, Evan. What's up, guys? Welcome to back here. to the show, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm stoked to be here again, man. I'm just glad Third you made it home okay. You you had a, a bad luck, uh, a bad run of luck there. Uh, yeah. Good thing yeah, you weren't gambling. <laughs> Central Utah, but you know what? Made it. Made it just in time. Missed range day. That was unfortunate, but um, I'm glad I was able to make fit, make it for the show. I know. I hated that you you missed the range day because that's the one part of Shot Show that I really wanted you to experience. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, the crappy weather kind of made me feel a little bit better. It sounded like uh, it wasn't the, the best of... It wasn't ideal. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're testing out guns and capabilities is probably pretty good for that but most people aren't that's out true. there to do that they're just out there to shoot free ammo a lot of yeah, the people are anyway. that's what i was there for that's what you were there for <laughs> so for you guys that are listening uh, evan uh, is a listener leadhead and he's been on a couple episodes and we had him on uh, not too long ago where he was a contestant on history channel's the ultimate marksman and needless to say he didn't win that <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, you didn't need to say that. All right? Damn it, Evan! I had to. <laughs> Make you try right. harder when they uh, they do the All Star episode or whatever. Maybe they'll bring you back. Yeah, they need to. They need to bring me back as the underdog. That's right. Uh, right. So I lost my uh, concentration there. Seems like we got a crasher to the show. Yep. Uh, Bill Doe Teabaggins will probably be joining us here. So where was I? Uh, we were just talking about range day and <clears throat> you mentioned how I lost on ultimate marks. Oh that yeah. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> so I had to, I had to rub that in, make you, give you a little yeah. motivation for the next time, you know, for sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm motivated. That's for sure. <laughs> Hopefully. Have you been in touch with those people since the show? Are they, uh, given any kind of indication uh, of maybe having you back? I haven't heard anything. I'm going to start blowing up their emails though. Yeah, you should. You definitely <laughs> I'm going to get them back. Well, we did get to see uh, your, the co-host. Yep, Mark uh, Romano. Mark Romano was uh, there, and yep. he was on the show. And uh, we've got a great interview with him. It's not going to be in this episode, but that's going to be in an episode coming up. Yeah, um, excited for that one. But uh, Evan, in case you guys didn't know, he came. He was out there helping me with the media. He was uh, taking the pictures, the videos, uh, doing the post on the social medias. So all the lives and everything are thanks to Evan. So, give Evan a round of applause, Leadheads. Stand up in your seats right now, unless you're driving, and give Evan a big, a boy. 
<laughs> I can hear it now. <laughs> right? All <laughs> 10 of them. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All 10 yeah, of them. Yeah, man, that great. was awesome. Was a lot of fun there. So you missed you missed the range day. So uh, I hated that part of it, but you did make it for the the rest of the show, the the yep. big show. So and this was your first time at Shot Show. That is correct. Being at Shot Show, you've first seen about first, it, you've uh, heard about it. Did it live up to your expectations? Uh, that and then some. Yeah, I uh, I expected a little bit less in the sense of like the size of the place, the amount of people, the amount of vendors. I was blown away. The generosity of everybody there. Um, I think the Second Amendment community has uh, a lot of really, really, really good people in it. That um, it, it was does. awesome to meet them all. Yeah, I mean, I could not be more more grateful for the experience. And I will say that uh, everybody that encountered you, that came up to me, um, complimented you, said that you were uh, very respectful. Uh, they liked you. You were funny. Uh, that you're a good dude, so you made a good impression on everybody, especially the the crew at Caltech. Well, they they must be meeting somebody else. I don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, awesome. it was you. That's really cool to hear that. It was you. You you represented the Leadhead Brigade very well, and uh, I appreciate it. And I know the Leadheads do too. And all the content that um, you brought during the show and that we're continuing to crank out. Uh, we've still got tons and tons of media and lots of interviews. Uh, which yeah. in this episode we're going to roll out uh, several, and uh, I kind of made this the Utah theme show because you met a lot of people there that you knew, uh, and, I did, and were for, and familiar with, and this group of people at Utah Shooters, uh, Jason yep. and Tyler, um, you brought them by because they've got an event that's uh, going to be coming up here in the next few months. It's called Shootaw. Yeah, Yes, sir. Shootah is a huge public shooting event, and uh, it's one of the best opportunities that you can bring your family out to and shoot some uh, suppressors, machine guns, night vision. Um, it's like an all-inclusive event, and uh, it is a real blast. So that's in Springville, Utah. It's going to be on May 20th. There you go. Super stoked. And we've got that interview, so um, Jason and Tyler will, will tell you guys more about that yep. and uh, where you can get tickets for it. So if you're in the Utah area or if you'd like to go to Utah, that's one that you definitely don't want to miss. Uh, and then as I was talking to them, they uh, were talking about uh, a bank there in Utah that is a 2A friendly bank. Uh, and you know we all know that the larger institutions, especially financial institutions, have been really suppressing the Second Amendment community, anything related to the firearms industry, uh, you know, they, they've really been giving us a hard time and whether it's not, uh, you know, allowing accounts there or banking transactions or credit cards or whatever it may be, these guys are for that. It's CCB Capital Community Bank, David, Mike, and Dustin. Jason and Tyler uh, were able to get them on. They were actually had a booth there set up at SHOT Show. Uh, I think this is a great service that they are offering to our community and uh, i felt it very important that we get the message out for these guys so be sure you check out this and they are firearms enthusiasts you know they they are 2a proponents they carry they hunt they shoot they do all the the stuff so listen to that interview and uh after you do go go check them out let them know how much you appreciate 
them backing uh, our community and let them know you yep. want to be a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, yeah, it was great <laughs> meeting those guys. They're super genuine people. Yeah, they were. They were real good, real good guys. I think it was the first time they've been on a podcast. They were a little nervous, but they did a good job. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. And then I can't remember. I thought this guy might have been from Utah, but maybe not. Um, this is, he's got a company called Got Your Six. His name's Jared Raman, and he's developed an app. It's kind of like a, a fire team app. Yeah. It's, it's for uh, groups of people to get together and start, um, I guess, a, a community, a network, um, to where you can quickly reference access and get to um, the people that you rely on. So whether it's a, a, a an attorney, a doctor, uh, you know, some sort of a product or service, or just somebody, you know, your neighbors, you know, somebody that's in your immediate group of connections. Uh, if you have an emergency, you need help, then it um, it, it gets you in touch with them quickly. So that's going to be in this episode. And then also kind of jumping a state up. <clears throat> Is it up or over? Where's Idaho in relation to to Utah? <laughs> Straight up. Straight, Straight up. up uh, head, head north to Idaho at Buck Knives. And we've been talking about this for a few years now. They've been working on their new Buckmaster knife. And it's the Buckmaster Dive Pro has finally been released. It's a military-only release at this point, but it will be available to civilians. And uh, Evan made a, a tease pose a post uh, the other day where it was in its sheath. So uh, I think we can go ahead and unveil it now with to all the listeners. But uh, they it was super cool. They unveiled it at shot, and of course they came by the the studio. And uh, we did the exclusive release uh, with you leadheads. So all that in this episode. So um, grab a root and growl. Get ready. All the fun, all the entertainment is coming for you guys. Uh, But before we do that, I kind of wanted to talk to Evan a little bit more about his first experience at SHOT Show. So um, it was kind of an ordeal getting there. Do you want to tell people about the... You know, the, the travels, yeah. the trials yeah, and tribulations. Rundown. <laughs> so uh, I drove my, it's it's an old little Suzuki, and uh, it was somewhat reliable until that trip. But yeah, the wheel bearing went out in the middle of Utah, and uh, fortunately a little shop was open Sunday. They got some of it fixed, had to order some parts from Vegas, stayed the night in Cedar City. Uh, they told me they couldn't fix it, so I rented a car, um, and then uh, I missed range day, which was a, sad event but that's okay um got down there and uh met up with my pops he was down there for the food convention so hung out with him and yeah so it was an ordeal getting there but um you know i kept thinking to myself as long as i get down there i know it's going to pay off and it did yeah. uh, just had a, a hell of a time there so uh shot show in general man like i said it, it blew me away um i think the best thing about it and from what i heard from a lot of people was uh the people you meet um and then the people you reunite uh reunite with looks like looks like we got build ot baggins coming online here he's trying look at that shitty ass i think he's got jizz on his camera there and now it's focusing <laughs> well that's that bright ass there we go yeah. you know yeah 
So we're talking about Evan and his uh, his experience at Shot Show. This was his first Shot Show. Uh, you finally oh, made it. So day okay. one, you get there, you walk in. Um, I'm kind of guiding you in, telling you, to, you know, just just walk in. And, yeah. And we, we, you know, we were set up at the Caltech booth, the official lead quarters for Talking Lead, um, yep. at Shot Show, and um, we got passes to where we could go in before everybody else, so we could go set up and do our stuff and and all that. Yeah. So you missed the crowd coming in. You didn't get to experience that on day one. Mm-hmm. So uh, you come in. And what are your what are your thoughts as you're walking in that empty hallway in the morning? Um, well, <clears throat> I, I didn't expect that uh, convention center to be as large as it was. Um, I mean, I, I still didn't see the whole thing. Uh, Did you ever make with, it up to you know, the top the, floors? No, I didn't even I didn't even know there were other floors. <laughs> no idea. Like uh, the day I left, I was looking at the maps. I'm like, wait, what the hell? There's like a floor, like three, four and five i think and uh yeah i had no clue so i missed out on those but um so the first day you know found the booth uh, i thought for sure i was going to get lost but uh, fortunately i didn't and yeah i was just blown away at like how much money goes into setting those booths up they're phenomenal it's like and if i set something like that up i'd be living there for a year or two before i tear it down because they were rad uh, so uh, those was are more than, than of, people's like, houses levels. yeah i mean it, it was it was definitely a, a sight to see. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I expected something a little bit less. You know, I've been to gun shows and, like, hunt expos. Uh, it's nothing like SHOT Show. Yeah, and then, so. of course, they've expanded it over into Caesars as well. Right. So not only in the sands there at the Venetian, but now it's over there in Caesars. And uh, I walked over there. You and I walked over there uh, a couple of times, and we were, we you know, specific – people we were going to see but there was so many more vendors and booths set up over there too and then they even had an outside area which we we kind of trickled out to and they had things set up and events going on out there music was jamming and i don't know man there's there was just so much more they've added to it since you know in the years past since i've been there Uh, but bill got to walk around quite a bit oh yeah i did yeah, so you kind of got to see some of the the new additions and and whatnot. So talk about what all you were you were seeing. Last year was kind of lackluster because a lot of the big companies didn't show up, but this year it was jam packed. And no matter what, even that outdoor area you guys explore, talked about, um, nonstop people over there. Music was a little deafening, but maybe I'm a little old. And yeah, it was loud. Just can't take it. <laughs> yeah, you know, right before I hopped on this, Elaine was asking me a question and couldn't hear shit about what she was asking me. Uh, Do you think it's because of the music from SHOT Show? Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, no, it could also be because of the SHOT Show crud that deafened me for a few days. I think Um, you just got selective listening when it comes to Elaine. (laughs) No, you know better than that. You don't selectively listen with her. um, Otherwise, it's your ass. But yeah, there was a lot of activity in that Caesars Forum area. um, And I hope you guys got to walk through the whole area. It took me a no- no, no, oh, no, you guys missed out. There was a lot of really cool stuff there. No, we would go in the mornings before it got started because we had to be back at the at the booth recording. Right. So we were trying to hit get get in early and just walk and see. There was nobody there usually, but uh, we did get by Mission First, got to check out their booth. Um, yep. Which it was set up really nice. I liked it. Uh, Seal One. It had a 
had a good time there with uh, Dave and the guys. Yeah, went over to see Dwight yeah. at Seal One. Uh, Saw him. Raphael over at Bursa checked out his booth and their new AR they've Saw got him. over there. Um, wasn't able to get an interview with with Raph on the on the new Bursa, but uh, we're gonna try to get him after Iwa after he gets back from Iwa. That's this week, isn't it, or next uh, week? It's yeah, I think it's they. I think they all head out this week, and it's next week. Right. Okay. That that big gun Oof. show and it's even bigger than Shot Show, isn't it? I think so. It's the biggest yeah. one in Europe. I know that. Yeah. I like can't imagine. International Weapons Association or something. I don't know what EWA stands for. Um, <laughs> so you did? Um, did you go down to the basement? Did you walk around the basement because that's usually where all the you know newer, smaller, you know mom pop type companies are. Me or both of you? I did. Go ahead, bro. Uh, I did, uh, not as much as I probably should have, but uh, the one benefit was meeting the guys from Silent, which uh, they came up and interviewed with you. Yeah, we're going to have that uh, interview, uh, not this episode, but it's coming up. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, they make Faraday bags. Yep. Probably (laughs) the coolest product I saw there. Oh, yeah, you think? Yeah. It was a cool product, but I don't think it was the coolest product there. Well, for me, I never realized that Faraday bags were incorporated to backpacks, briefcases, sleeves, or whatnot. I'm used to it only on an evidence-based aspect. Yeah. So that oh, was, speaking of, for me, innovative. Speaking of evidence-based, have you guys watched the uh, Alex Murdoch trial any? This, that's the guy in North Carolina. Is it North Carolina who killed his son and, and wife? He's the attorney. Well, supposedly. I mean, they're, he's on trial, and they're trying to prove that he did it. But I've been watching that the last few days and because there's a lot of ballistics involved with it. Okay. Um, shotgun. And apparently there was a, an, a 300 blackout that was involved um, in everything. Hmm. So... Um, Real quick, jack wagon train. Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. So listen to this trial and listen to, to these people on the witness stand and the attorneys talk about firearms and ballistics. Is It's just, it's just gut-wrenchingly painful. To, to listen to to all this so they're they're talking about the 300 blackout they had this witness on the stand is like one of the boys friends that got murdered and uh they were saying all right so the, this 300 blackout and they were talking about optics it's like what kind of sights did it have on it and he's like well it didn't have any sights on it it's like okay um did did he have one that had sights on it and they were talking about optics. They had like some kind of thermal optic on one of them. And then they had a red dot on another one. And they were asking him to asking this guy to differentiate a thermal versus a red dot. What's the difference in in how a thermal and a and a red dot works? And just listening to this guy fumble through trying to Talk about well, a red dot's got this little red dot inside of it that lights up, <laughs> and and he's like, there's no magnification, and then they're like, with the thermal, it's a back background and everything shows up in white, 
<laughs> that's kind of like their expert um, explanations of everything. And then they were talking about the effective range of a 300 blackout. What would you guys, you know, typical effective range of a 300 blackout? 500 yards? If you know, that, max? If. Yeah, like, like 300, 300? Yeah. Yeah. This, this guy said um, 50 to 75 yards. Interesting. Fifty to seventy-five, and they're like, and and why did he not suppress this one? Because apparently he had suppressors on some other ones, and he's like, well, um, because the suppressor um, makes the bullet less accurate, and it doesn't go as far, and just you wanted to reach out and smack these people and say, no, you idiots. And they're like, then that's why he didn't have a suppressor on this one. He goes, yeah, because we use it for hog hunting. He's like, okay, so you got a red dot on it, and you think it only does fifty to seventy-five yards, and you're taking it hog hunting. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then there was a there were some shotguns involved too, and just listening to him talk about that, it's just ridiculous. Gut wrenching. It is. So those are my jack wagons. It's like the the. Attorneys, the defense attorneys should have done a better job prepping their witnesses in the terminology and themselves uh, in the terminology of the the firearms. But I got a jack wagon. Yeah, let's hear it. And uh, you're a jack wagon right now because your camera's sideways. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm trying to. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. Turn it that way. <laughs> Figure it out. One of these days. There we go. All right. There it yeah, is. There, there it is. There we jack go. Wagon. No, no. So uh, all the guys who. At Shot Show, were rolling around with like the wheelie carts, just full of all the pamphlets. Like they were just filling up with these booklets, and I'm like thinking to myself, every do year, do they not have access to the internet? Like, do they just have to have these booklets to just read through? Or every just full of paper. Like, what is going on year. with all of that? Yeah, <laughs> you talking about these things? <laughs> that one's not so bad because it's got chat on it. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah, all you know. they all make them. They all put them out because. Yeah. People take. Them. I mean, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad to collect them, but it's like the guys with these carts, and you're just tripping over them. And you know, I get some people have to roll around in the scooters. Yeah, Evan it's got his, ex- his you, you first see, like, experience with, with the cart meisters. <laughs> yeah, they make the list every year, Evan. Those people uh, are are the bane of everyone's existence at Shot Show. Yeah, I will. I will echo <laughs> That's that. funny that there you bring a, that up. A company, I went to and they had laid out all their patches on their counter or display case some dude came by and arm swept them all into his no oh oh yeah all of them gone and off he went without saying was it hank strange guys that's some bullshit (laughs) you know he's just selling them on ebay (laughs) probably yeah he's probably got a web store they probably sell these catalogs too (laughs) <laughs> they probably take them back to Taiwan or China or wherever it is they're from right. and sell them there too. Um, so I agree with you, Evan. Yes. Jack yeah. wagon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't really see any jack wagoneriness going on at SHOT Show other than that. Uh, we had no issues with COVID or the mask. You know, that wasn't even a, a thought. Um transportation went good the flights went good mm-hmm. uh man i didn't really i didn't really have any issues as far as, as any of that goes and 
Man, what a setup at Caltech with the the booth that they had, the little soundproof media booth they had set up for us. Man, it was amazing. Yeah, that was a really good setup. I agree. It was it was cool walking by you guys all the time, seeing Evan, you working the camera and doing everything, and Marty doing his thing. It was it's just every time I walk by, I'm like, damn, that's that's the best one I've seen for you yet. Oh yeah, in all yeah. years, it was crowd pleaser. People were coming from all over the show just to see it. Like, seemed like everybody who walked by had had something to say or wanted to wave at you or wave at somebody in the booth. And yeah, it was bringing people to Caltech's booth for sure. It worked perfect because you know they had it was the plexiglass walls, so you could see you know see through and see everybody, see the track, and they could see what was going on there. But it cut down on the noise. So the, yep. the quality of these interviews are a lot better than they've been in the past because we were able to cut down on the noise. Now, there's still some, you know, you can still hear some of the background noise, but it's not like in years past. So that was, yeah. that was really good, and we really appreciate that. Uh, but some good news. So our, our heroes, you know, you guys have heard about the, the pistol braces and the ruling that the ATF made yep. on all that. Uh, well, there are people fighting back, and there have been lawsuits suing them for this this ruling. Uh, have you guys familiar with that? You heard anything about that? Oh yeah. So who was uh, the FPC company that just filed a lawsuit? Who was it? I believe FPC just put theirs in today or yesterday. Let's see. There's several companies jumping on it. Yeah, the GOA. I'm sure they're putting something in. I haven't looked too far into it, but I really like GOA. <laughs> Second Amendment Foundation. Those guys are awesome. Here is uh, one hour ago. This is from the Washington Post. Veterans sue Biden Justice Department over pistol brace restrictions. Wisconsin law firm is challenging a Biden administration ruling requiring gun owners to register pistols affixed with a stabilizing brace. And accessory federal officials contend that allows people to make handguns more lethal. <laughs> 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 fucking buffoonery. Wow. Uh, attorneys with the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty filed a lawsuit this week claiming the Justice Department's uh, interpretation of the rule violates the Second Amendment and that a change... First of all, all gun laws violate the Second Amendment. Let's back mm-hmm. that up. So, um, In regulation, recurring gun owners to, uh, requiring gun owners to register a pistol with the federal government uh, would need to come from Congress. Gun owners do not need to register unenhanced pistols this way. The administration says that it has not changed the law, but rather provided a clear interpretation to existing regulations. Uh, Which is bullshit! Agreed. Fellow Leadhead and my friend uh, Pierce Taylor sent me a thing. Here it is. So the FPC has filed a challenge to the ATF pistol brace rule, which is what you said, Evan, and they think the GOA is going to be filing suit as well. Uh, and then I think, can we jump on these lawsuits as individuals, as people? Can 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 we all file a lawsuit against them? Let's get 80 million gun owners to file a lawsuit against uh, the ATF and and just the NFA in general. You think that would work? It would be ideal, but uh, that'd be a logistical nightmare for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, for them to try and defend that, but then you know that—that's how your voice is heard. I guess you got to sue a motherfucker these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're all able to just jump on a, like a specific lawsuit. I think there has to be some sort of 
Um, so Pierce you know, is listening. Pierce it. is an attorney. Pierce, how does this work? We need guidance on how <clears throat> we can just over uh, inundate them with lawsuits over this and just any of these these gun laws. Would that be feasible and would it work? So any of our attorneys that are listening, talkingletgmail.com, email me, uh, and we'll figure this out. But yeah, so those those are my heroes. So I was just waiting for somebody to step up, and then there was this thing going around. Um, uh, there was a comment section at the ATF. I guess it was a Q and A section, and somebody had asked a question about what was it? Uh, the NFA items, right? Where they talk about like somebody else using a suppressor or yes uh, short shock on a rifle um yeah and they made a mistake but and that mistake the way they answered it was that if if somebody else is even in the presence of that they're a felon <laughs> yeah. if they even look at it they're a felon <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous and uh, the internet went freaking nuts over that and uh i think like a couple of days later, they came out. They're like, "Oh, that was just, you know, somebody didn't know what they were talking about that answered that question." Blah blah blah, whatever. So, makes you wonder, though, was it the response that the internet gave about that that made them go back, or was it an honest mistake on their part? You know. Well, I don't think that um, if the internet didn't make a, a fuss over it, nobody would have ever known. Not even I don't. They probably wouldn't even have known. And it was in yeah. a Q and A part of it. It wasn't like an official stating rule or you know or anything like that. So I don't know. But yeah, they need to be called out on their bullsh- bullshit, even if it's something that minor. I agree. Yeah. So there's my Leadhead Brigade heroes and jack wagons. You guys got any more? No. Nope. So um, let's wrap up our final thoughts on shot and let's get into these interviews. So um, Evan, you know, your first experience there, you had, you got a good four days full of, of shot show. You got the after, you didn't really get the full after show experience, like going to all the parties and stuff, but um, just. I think I got enough of it at that, at that one Huxworks party. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not really huge on. Parties. That was I, not I, a <laughs> typical um, party. Yeah, so, a gathering, I guess. It wasn't a good one to really gauge it from, no. Yeah. Like, the Glock I, party I'd would say. have been good. I don't know if they did one. Did Glock do one this year? Glock did. No, they did not. Yeah, they haven't done one in a while. Um, did you go to the – we didn't go to the Daniel Defense one either, did we? No, nope. that was a good one. You missed that. Yeah, that that would have been a good one. We had some other stuff going on, but um, – You did. We'll, we'll we'll correct that next year. We'll, we'll do yes. some after – after uh, event stuff, uh, we had some good dinners, good food. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, that's some of the best food I've eaten ever. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I was like blown away. Uh, but yeah, man, my overall take on it, it was uh, a really, really cool experience. And um, I think, like everybody says, it's all about the people you meet. You know, I got to meet Bill here, and finally got to uh, meet you, Lefty, in person. And uh, I want to thank you again. I know I've thanked you a thousand times for it, but thank you for getting me out there. And uh, you, you know, earned it, buddy. It was <laughs> a good time because it was. It was a ton of fun, and I met a lot of really cool people that I've made some good connections with. So good could deal. not be uh, more stoked about it. Good deal, Bill. How was it for you? This was what your twelfth one or something? Oh, third. Shit, tenth, eleventh. I don't know. 
Yeah. Been going for a while. Uh, fantastic shot show. Met a lot of great people. Likewise, met Evan. And, dude, you, you killed it for on the video and everything with Marty. Yeah. Just Thank watching you. you move that camera around and all that and interviews walking through the Caesars. Damn, you did good, dude. Thank well you, man. Done. Do better next year. Oh, oh we got NRA coming up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you killed it this year, bro. So I I look forward to see what's coming next. But no, SHOT Show was great uh, for me. It was good to see a lot of old friends. Great to have you back there again, Marty. Um, last year kind of sucked without you. It was good to be back. Yeah. Uh, but love the guys at Caltech for uh, having you there and uh, taking us out to media day. Even though I got stuck in the rain, well, you got to go in, um, but whatever, it worked. <laughs> hey, at least you were there for your day. Exactly. There, I cannot. The poor Evan didn't so. even get there. I know that sucked. Uh, but that was a good day hanging out with you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. God, I don't know what else. It, it, it was just a good show overall. I can't really complain yeah. about it. In the years that I've been going, I think this has probably been. One of the one of the best. Of course, you know your first one's always the best. Yeah, my first shot show <laughs> it was, was my best. <laughs> yeah, it was was my favorite. But this one, uh, outside of that, you know, this it's been the best, and that's all thanks to Keltech for making it possible. So thank you, Parker. Yes. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, George. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Derek, uh, and all the crew there. Hammer and uh, name them all off, Evan. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think you just did. I I can't remember most of their names. I, Hammer was the most eccentric, though. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, Hammer's so funny. <laughs> he is. He's such oh, a character. And he was on our first episode. We had him on. Uh, so go back and listen to our first shot show episode, and uh, they talk about the new four ten, the KSG four ten, uh, yep. and their new R fifty, the five seven by twenty eight millimeter rifle that they've got with the ambidextrous folding stock on it yeah everything's sweet pretty sweetness pretty sweetness so uh guys we got these interviews coming up with the utah shooters we got the capital community bank fellas we got got your six and then the exclusive for the buck knives release uh release uh with cj buck our, our good buddy rich nyman i think i called him newman in the previous episode it's rich nyman <laughs> and uh, uh, and the gang there at uh, at Buck Knives. So enjoy these interviews, and make sure you like, subscribe, go to all their Facebook, Instagram pages. Let them know how much you appreciate them sharing the info with you leadheads. And uh, we'll be back with more interviews coming up. So keep an eye out. We've got lots more interviews. We got uh, interviews from Black Rambo. We had Black Rambo on the show. Uh, we had uh, Amber from Naked and Afraid. She's been on like six or seven episodes of Naked and Afraid. We had Evan's uh, co-host of The Ultimate Marksman, uh, Mark Romano. And Tun Jones, that was a great interview. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, Walk the Talk America gang. Uh, we made some new friends. So uh, just lots of cool interviews uh, in the the days and weeks to come so be paying attention uh and then of course in between we've got our regular shows that we're dropping uh, just released one with stephen hunter the author of the bullet garden 
you guys, if, if you've read the Bobbly Swagger novels, you know that Stephen Hunter is the author of those. And in this one, he goes back to uh, Bobbly Swagger's dad, Earl Swagger, uh, and we get into the World War II days. Uh, but uh, very good book. Uh, I got finally got through that and uh, really enjoyed it. So go check that episode out, too. Uh, enjoy these episodes, and we'll be back with more. The Kiltec KSG 410 is the perfect sidekick with no kick. At just over an inch and a half wide, just over 26 inches long, and just over 5 pounds, you'll be hard-pressed to find a more impressive 410 bore shotgun. In fact, it's the world's first and only pump-action 410 bore bullpup shotgun. The side-by-side dual feeding tubes and one in the chamber delivers an impressive 11-round total capacity, making it as functional as it is fun. Innovation. Performance. Kiltec. How's it going? Hey, 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 Jason. Happy to be here. Hey, Tyler. Long-time listener. First-time caller. First-time caller. (laughs) First-time podcaster. All right, Leadheads. Welcome back to day three. Is this day three? Day three, right? Thursday? It's really four because range day is one. So, of kind the of actual all, show show. Kind of all fades together at yeah, the end of the week. right? It just it melds together. Yeah. Of the 2023 SHOT Show, bringing it to you from the official headquarters here at Keltec booth, 11238. I'm surprised I remember that number. It just rolls <laughs> off the tongue every time. And we're kicking off day three or four, however you want to look at it. Uh, with some some fellas from Utah, some of Evan's buddies introduced us uh, here at the show, and they've got a very cool event that they put on each year, and uh, they're going to tell us about it. Jason and Tyler, welcome in. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Yeah, glad you guys could make it so early in the morning. Were you out uh, party hardy last night, or what? What'd you do? Tyler was. I I decided to lay down for a while. You took a little nap, <laughs> yeah. resting those dogs. I don't know if you'd call it a party or just a late meeting. I, I definitely wouldn't call it a party, but okay. it was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that, that's what they are. They're, they're meetings. Exactly. You know, yeah. people call them parties, but it, it's just a, a way to come together and meet, get outside this show and have a beverage. And that's where all the deals are done. Exactly. Usually. Yeah. You know, usually. It's all about the networking. All about the networking. Yeah. That's right. So uh, who are you guys with? Talk about talk about your uh, your organization, your event. Yeah, so we're Utah Shooters. Uh, we have been around for a lot of years, and we do an event called Shootah, which we've done for uh, eight, eight or nine years. S H O O T A H A H. Like shoot in, in, in Utah, Utah added together. Just yeah, had smash, a baby, nice. named it Shootah. Shootah, yep. yeah. I like it. And uh, historically, it's really just been a, a range day for Utah residents to come hang out with the lar- large amount of uh, firearm businesses mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of manufacturers and oems in utah and so it's it was a it's been a unique range day to get everyone together and let people uh the live around utah experience uh some of what the utah manufacturers bring to the table in this industry and uh, we've since in the last three years grown our event up to about 1500 attendees oh, wow. and uh seven, how long have you been doing it uh so it's it's been going for about eight years and we two years ago so this will be our third year for taking it to a a much more uh national stop for for companies um so it's been really neat to see the growth because each year we just kind of level up and uh you know just gets bigger and bigger yeah i mean i think four years ago we probably had four or five hundred attendees we jumped that in 2000 uh 
21 to 1,000 or 1,500, and then we had about 1,200 last year, uh, and this year we're, we're gunning for uh, 2,500. Wow. And yeah. uh, a, a hundred, about 100 vendors with 30, 30 vendors on the firing line, and then you know, everybody else. Where are you holding in. this event? So Springville, Utah is just a little bit south of us, and they've got a nice range up in the canyon that um, I mean this year we're probably gonna max it out but it's oh, been yeah. a it's been a great spot I was gonna say at some point you guys are just gonna yeah some point we're gonna, gonna need to go buy a bunch off. of land and figure something out on oh, our own the guy just wiped out out there oh, too much shit. of that meeting last night yeah. <laughs> yeah, too many meetings <laughs> too many meetings there's another person who had too many meetings <laughs> oh, boy. yeah lock the door so yeah so, it's so been, Utah it's is a great. beautiful beautiful state and the area that you guys are having in I'm sure you know, oh yeah, we're picturesque as well. We're right Very. in the canyon between two big mountains, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, big green backdrop. Yep, that, especially that time of year, coming out of winter, everything's just yeah. bright green. Now, is this a one-day event, two-day event? What are we? So what are we talking about? Uh, historically, it's been a one-day event. The actual range day is a one-day event, but this year we're also doing a benefit golf tournament at the local Top Golf, as where it, as well as a soiree, which is our kind of vendor executive, uh, social media influencer B two B portion of the event um, as well as and that'll be Thursday Friday will be some other things with vendors and influencers and then Saturday's the big show nice yeah. so I mean you guys are making a whole weekend of it yep yeah it's, it's we're, grown we're, we're growing sure. we're growing into that for yeah. sure yeah now there's a purpose behind this too you guys are you're raising some money for an organization talk about that yeah so in the last couple of years we've uh, good friends of ours at the Forge Forward Project, which is a nonprofit based out of Utah, and they are developing technology uh, through the VR world to help with PTSD uh, in veterans and uh, really ultimately end veteran suicide. And they've, they've, they're able to prove at this point that by increasing blood flow to parts of the brain that have been affected by post-traumatic stress, that uh, these these individuals can can uh, help them cope heal. with the PTSD. Yeah, it, 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 it honestly helps them heal, and and so they don't need to be on. You know, we can get a, we can get away from the drugs and and all that kind of treatment. You know, if you can call it that, but actually get to the root issue and in increasing that blood flow. That's important to uh, to get the brain healing. Okay. And yeah, the cool thing is you mentioned help them cope, but it's not just coping. It's actually rewiring the brain. Uh, to send blood flow to places uh, that have been depleted so that the PTSD is actually gone at some point. And they've been able to prove this medically. And right now they're working on... Oh, is this through a, a device or through... <laughs> so it's, it, it's, it's through, medis medication? What is no, it? so not medication. It's through therapy via the VR technology with the goggles and, and environments that they can go and um, be in. And the same dopamine hit that you get sitting on a beach or very similar, you also get using the VR with aromatherapy going so that um, your brain thinks that you're there. It doesn't and, matter that these guys are going to take me out riding motorcycles. Oh, <laughs> say it again. Your mic was I said right. it doesn't matter. They're going to take me riding motorcycles. So that's, well, that's all that really matters in this whole podcast right now. Yeah, we're going to bring Chad out and take him up <laughs> into, uh, into the canyon on some single track when he comes out to our show. Yeah. Do I get to come? Absolutely. You ride? I mean, I can't ride, but... Uh, we'll throw you on a bike. I can make bikes fly. There you go. You can make RVs fly too. Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm magic. Tell so, them that story. No, I am not. <laughs> I don't think enough time has passed yet for 
the uh, legal limitations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the event, did you give the dates on this? Yeah, May 20. We're going to do the big Shootah event. We'll have, uh, that'll kick off at 10 a.m. And uh, we'll have Shootah after dark that night. We'll be playing with some night vision and uh, thermal, doing a bunch of cool experiences, uh, some neat shooting opportunities oh, cool. with that. And then, uh, yeah, earlier in the week on Thursday, May 18th, will be the uh, the benefit now, golf, you guys golf already, tournament. Are, 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 you, are the tickets on sale now? Do people buy tickets? Do they Not show quite. up? How, how does this happen? The, the tickets will go on sale in March. Okay. Possibly early bird specials in February. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, plan on March for sure. That'll be open. Uh, look look towards shootah.com or utahshooters.com. We'll, either of those will take you to where you're What if register. someone's interested uh, as a vendor? You know, what do they need to do? How, are you full up on the vendors? Or are you nope, welcoming we're, more vendors? We're, we're not full up, but uh, I think our, our, our firing line is going to go very quickly. So if anyone's listening that's interested in that, uh, get on that fast. Uh, but... Ultimately, they could hit us up through Instagram uh, would be a good way, or our email, um, info at utahshooters.com. And the Instagram is utahshooters, at utahshooters. Yes. Okay. Yep. you got to do the shoot-all. you got to get that. You know, we probably mailed. should. We, we were just you talking about that yesterday. We were just talking about that down, because somebody's going to steal that now. So do that before I post this. <laughs> okay. Because good somebody, call. <laughs> somebody will steal that. We will. We'll, we'll get on it. Yeah. Get on it. Yeah. Yep. He said he's so going to yeah. get on it. <laughs> get her done. So talk about your backgrounds. How did you guys get involved with this? Oh, man. That's an interesting story. walk of life. That is an interesting story. So um, my uh, – this is Tyler, by the way. My intro into the gun industry – well, I've always kind of been into shooting and a little bit hunting. Grew up hunting waterfowl in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, I started a gun holster company with a friend of mine, and it blew up really quickly. And like I, literally or figuratively? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> more figuratively. It was successful. Grew very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, I hired Jason as a general manager. Um, a few years later, sold that to my partner. And long story short, Jason ended up back with me for Utah Shooters uh, to help run Shootah and all the things, the great things we're doing here. I guess you probably got more to your story though, so you can go there. Well, I guess you don't want to mention that holster company. Uh, the holster company is Stealth Gear USA, so okay. pretty well-known company, and it was a, it was a, well, you haven't heard of it, so that's, that's fine with me. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, that was a, that was a good time. Okay, yeah. and that is that was that out of Utah? That was out of Utah, yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah, uh, Tyler and I actually go back bef- a little bit before that. We we just were in an off-roading club together, and uh, he had started posting these holsters on the, that local forum. And uh, I was one of the very first customers to purchase off the website yeah. and started doing gun shows with them and then uh, went full time with them. But yeah, I was I was at Stealth Gear for five years, maybe uh-huh. uh, a couple years after Tyler had left. And then I spun off into a, a holster or not a holster, a, a flashlight company okay. as a head of development there. And then and then Tyler kind of poached, poached in that company. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, I, I, if for reasons, if it you was, just don't no, want to was, plug them, that's fine. But I just, no, I don't know. Lux Pro. Lux, I've heard, I think I've heard of Lux they're, Pro. Uh, yeah, they're out of Utah as well. Okay. But uh, then Tyler poached I've me. never used their products. But yeah. You'll, you'll see them. They're good lights. We'll give them a plug. You, you'll find them yeah. in the uh, Home Depots. Or no, the, the Lowe's. The generally. Lowe's. Lowe's, The yeah. Blue Store. Sportsman. Not the Orange uh, Store. Uh, yeah. Shields. Yeah. So anyways, 
cool. A lot of those headlamps are uh, I designed them, so go get like some of the newer. So headlamps. prior to that, um, you guys have any military law enforcement background or no? no actually, neither of us. No? Neither of us do. Just always enjoyed just the the outdoors and firearms and yep, just yep. enthusiasts. Just enthusiasts. So, yeah, and through stealth gear, I mean, we worked with a lot of. Uh, at least I personally worked with some Navy SEAL groups and some other special forces. Um, and so I think through stealth gear, we worked with a lot of law enforcement and uh, a lot of military groups to get sure. them outfitted. So we've just kind of always, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to be a part of it and help get people gear that they feel like they can trust for a mission. And right. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of moved that into more of a local focus uh, to keep the Utah uh, 2A strong and alive. And we, we do other events where we teach kids proper firearm etiquette and nice you know we okay. yeah we usually get about 100 kids out to our events and uh, we do those through the year so i mean it's much larger than just our shootout event we're, we're training teachers to get their concealed mm -hmm. permits we're training kids to uh, understand and respect firearms so okay so yeah. so you're more of a training company is that what i'm so, so, i would say education, ed education and marketing led uh, education yep. yeah exactly yeah our, our whole goal is here. to build the shooting community in utah and and realistically moving into a nationwide thing where we're trying to put consumers with the manufacturers and the businesses and build respect for law enforcement and um, encourage training so that everybody that does you know use their second amendment to have a gun is prepared for whatever comes nice yeah. I like it and give your your website your social media again so utahshooters.com or shootah.com and social media is just at Utah Shooters. Okay, so if you guys are interested in attending the event in May? May 20th. Yep. May 20th. Uh, it's coming up. Probably should go ahead and uh, keep an eye on their website, their social meets, when you can get those tickets. And if you're a company and you're interested in setting up as a vendor or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Help, yeah. Us, hit, help, help, help us hit a donation goal of 30000 for uh, Forge Forward. There you go. That'd be really cool. Our whole goal here at the SHOT Show has been to build our vendor list, and it's been incredibly successful. Everybody that we've talked to oh, I can is, imagine. Yeah. Is pretty sure, much, everybody's behind you 100%. Yep. So, um, yeah, if you're listening and you want some info, just go to our website, and you can see kind of what, what we do and what Shootah's all about, and uh, let us know. So you guys have been walking the show. Obviously, you've been walking around, yep. introducing yourself to people and, and seeing things. Um, what's one of the coolest things that you've seen since you've been here? Would oh you man! Say? Hmm. So uh, we've been coming to Shot Show for a lot of years, a while now. So once you get once you come for a while, it's, it's yeah, a, yeah, you kind of just get it's a yeah, lot of you the know, same everything stuff. just glazes over. Yeah, I, I will say, but one that's the thing, and that's perfect because you guys have, and I'm the same way. But sometimes something will catch my eye. And I'm like, oh, for sure. So have you had that moment yet? Uh, I think uh, there was a company downstairs, um, also out of Utah, called Magnatech, okay. and they have a neat product that I think uh, maybe has a few iterations to go, but it, it looks like a solid product where it's, uh, uh, and I'm going to butcher the neodymium, neo, neodymium. neodymium magnets. The and, rare earth magnets? Yes, yeah. and, and you can. there's all sorts of different mounts. So you can mount scopes, uh, optics, flashlights, um, to your firearm, all the different rails, you know, to your molly. So, that looked like a really cool product that uh, is up and coming. So um, it's a magnet. It's so it's not like a, a lock-in, like a so M lock. So or he's, a his, his version his version two is going to have a, a way to lock the the two plates together. 
because right now they, they, they magnet together. But probably yeah. like a, I mean, a, I mean those magnets are really strong, very strong. And yeah, hard, oh, yeah. And hard to get apart. But I, I don't I mean, know. There's still going to be some movement, I would think. You know, with the recoil and so. Everything. So he said under his testing, they're not moving under. Um, under firing conditions, and he does, he does have that a locking mechanism, yeah, so the, that when you when they I think, I think magnet on, they lock out. onto there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I think in, I think in that second iteration, that's yeah. going to be a. Solid, I'm seeing more and more uses product. of magnets. Um, people yeah. are utilizing in their products and holsters. Yep. Uh, Mission First just came out with uh, their new Pro Series holsters that. Uh, utilizes a magnet that's holding the gun for, in. for retention. Yeah, for re- and there's no other. It's just the magnet that's the retention. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that we're seeing a lot of, uh, and I'm sure everyone would agree with this, is the 3D printing technology. Oh yeah, making its way yeah. re- really into the suppressor world um, and, and kind of across the board to make some really, yeah. really amazing stuff. I had no idea the quality level that you can get with 3D printing really until some people were showing me things at this yeah. show that are 3D printed that I would have thought would have been probably injection molded. Um, right. Just really good quality, smooth finishes that I, it just blew me away that they were 3D yeah. printed. Yeah. Pretty wild well, stuff. That technology just improves, improves, improves. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're printing organs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Printing steak, right? Come on. Yeah. They're yeah. printing food. I don't know about it's that. It's crazy. But. I think they are. <laughs> no, I don't know about eating that. Is what oh, I'm about saying. eating it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've had some good steak here this week, too. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. It's been, this food here is just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. yeah but that's, that's um, half, half the reason to what come. about So what about you? What do you think? Um, shoot, man. Um, you know, I, I think for me what's been really neat, since we're really – we focused on a lot of uh, national companies but also Utah-based companies, it's been, it's been neat to see some of the Utah-based companies we're, we're familiar with um, – grown enough to have a booth here mm-hmm. um even even i mean this is kind of random but the the bank that we bank with is cc bank they're the only bank here and oh, there's a bank here there's a yeah. bank here yeah cc bank out of utah that's they, unheard of it's crazy but we got to get them on the show they're super i want to support that yeah, yeah they're, they're super two-way friendly and um they're building a gun range in the basement of <laughs> uh, maybe i actually shouldn't say that <laughs> probably shouldn't say that okay it's it probably all right. out of the bag no, it's, it's probably okay. all right it's probably yeah. all right but uh, yeah, I mean, if you wanna, we can uh, this on audience the show needs to know that. Yeah. yeah so oh, yeah. yeah CC Bank, very two-way friendly. They've helped out a lot of the companies that we've hooked them up with. Yep. They um, they do banking for some of the bigger brands that you, you, that they, you find uh, out of Utah. But they work with the cannabis companies too, don't they? Honestly, I have no idea about I'm that. Just kidding. But you'll, you'll have to ask them when they're, they're going to work with the gun company. They're going to work with the cannabis companies, probably too. They are the title sponsor as well That's of cool. our uh, benefit golf tournament. So they're they're oh, nice. doing. Yep. A, doing a lot of things for the gun community in Utah. And we would love to have a bank as a sponsor for the Talking Lead podcast. Hey, oh, think we'll about that. I, I bet, that would be amazing. Uh, we know the right people that you should talk to. I, I think you should send them our way. Yeah. Okay, we'll Let's talk. It. Let's talk. So I got a question that I'm, I've been asking our guest um, just to have fun with. All right. But first thing comes to mind, okay? Just okay. first thing comes to mind. Don't ponder on it or you know, try to be this is like the philosophical. Just first thing comes to mind, okay? What is one thing that you'd like to see completely disappear, gone completely in 2023, never to return? The ATF. Um, any talk ever of COVID. We're, I'm just done. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you I'm go. I'm done with COVID. Perfect. Yeah. I like those answers. Yeah. Winners. <laughs> Winning. Ding, ding, ding. Did, did, did we pass? <laughs> Winning. You passed. You passed. Yeah. Jason, Tyler, I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Uh, Thank sharing you. Sharing the message about your event. Uh, helping the you know your charitable organization. Mention it one more time. Forge Forward Project. Awesome, awesome organization doing huge things. And one more time, website. 
Instagrams. UtahShooters.com or Shuta.com, and then social media is at UtahShooters. Perfect. Leadheads, check them out. You're not going to be disappointed if you're in the uh, Utah area. You want to go to Utah. Uh, that would be a perfect good, excuse. Good time to do it. Maybe out there. Yeah, and if you play play golf, bring your sticks. Absolutely. Get involved with that too. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having us. More coming from the 2023 Shot Show. Chat Shoe. Shot Show. Here at the official headquarters of Caltech, booth one one two three eight. Ready. We're doing it. We're doing it. Hey, hey, lead heads. Welcome back. This is day three of the 2023 Shot Show. And we are bringing all the action to you from the official headquarters here at the Caltech booth. One one two three eight. Is that right? One one two three. Does that sound right? Something That's like right. that. I've said it so many times. I don't know if that sounds right or not. I think you're right. <laughs> it's it's been a wild day, three or four or five, whatever day we're in right now. But you know, after the second day, everything just kind of melds and it's a big a big schmog. Uh, so. I've brought you guys some some cool cats here. This is this is a company that we can get behind and support for our Second Amendment rights here. I felt this very very important that we get the message out there that there is a company in this industry that is behind us and willing to support us. So I'm going to let you guys go around the mic, introduce yourselves, and then we're going to start talking. So we'll start here. So I'm David Francis. I am CC Bank, or Capital Community Bank's Chief Credit Officer, and I'm responsible for approving loans. I'm Mike Watson. I'm the CEO of CC Bank, and we're excited to be here and talk to you today. Absolutely. I'm Dustin Phillips, the Chief Lending Officer, and in charge of helping find the loans that David can approve. There you go. So we got all the chiefs here. <laughs> That's one way to say it. A few of them. We got all the chiefs in one room. So CC Bank, you guys are out of Utah. Yep. The great, the great, beautiful state of Utah. Been there many times. I love it. Excellent. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind uh, retiring there sometime. It's just your, your alcohol laws just really get me. You know, I like my, I like my beer. Well, we have beer. We have alcohol. You it's do. Just, it's a little harder to get. You yes. have to plan ahead. Yeah. But we still have it. You, you know? have to drink more of it to get the same uh, effect too. You do. The don't percentages you? are lower. A little bit lower. Yeah, that's right. Because the altitude, right? Is that what they're? <laughs> They're saying? I guess so. Is that what they... Different effect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, an interesting fact that I learned uh, from one of your guys is that kegs are illegal in Utah. Did you know that? Yes. You did know that? Yeah. I I just don't get it. What is up with that? I know we're not here to talk about beer, but we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. You know, it's probably because we don't have any breweries. Uh, We do have distilleries. Yeah. And there's a... There's several kind of in the works opening up. We just don't have a, we don't have like a Budweiser or a Coors Brewery yeah. uh, in the area. So it's, you know, not something that they really transport kegs across state lines. Huh. That's probably why. Okay. It could be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there there are sillier laws for sillier reasons, you know, so who knows? I just thought that was an interesting fact. I wasn't like, aware of that, so. Kegs are illegal? <laughs> yeah, I can't have kegs. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so maybe you won't be retiring in Utah. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I said I was thinking about it, but then you know, there's this you know this alcohol thing we got to work on too. You know? uh, maybe we can get a bank that's you know pro alcohol and get some you know some laws changed too. You can just convert over to hard alcohol, hard liquor. <laughs> hard liquor? Yeah, I could do that. Well, I mean, I do like Jack. So there you go. Yeah, I like my brown liquor. Yeah. So, there we go. So you guys uh, are a bank. 
You know, people are like, why, Lefty, do you have a, a bank on your Talking Lead podcast? And I think as most of us know, and especially anyone who runs a business that's 2A or firearms related, that it's it's hard to get a loan to get your business going and, and started. And you guys are pro 2A. So you welcome the 2A community, firearms companies. Yeah. So talk about some services and, um, you know, things that you guys are doing for this community. Yeah, so we're a 30-year-old community bank. We've got five branches. We just opened up another one in uh, St. George, Utah, which is in the south. Um, But we're very pro-2A. We have uh, some of our marquee customers are a precision rifle manufacturer, Mm -hmm. a suppressor manufacturer. Um, We're actively seeking uh, customers in this industry. This is our second year at SHOT Show, and we we look for, um, you know, firearm manufacturers, firearm retailers, you know, parts manufacturers, and so forth. We provide commercial term loans, so if a firearm manufacturer needs to build a new manufacturing building, mm-hmm. we can provide that for them. Right now, our legal lending limit is a little over $16 million. So okay, we can do That'll get pretty most big projects loans. done. Yeah, yeah, we can do lines of credit. You know, so if a retailer needs a line of credit to buy inventory, bridge cash flow gaps, we can facilitate SBA loans. Okay. Um, yeah, but what we're seeing in the industry, and, and right before we came up here, is we were talking to a customer that got dropped on their head by some of the bigger banks. I'm not going to mention any names. Sure. sure. Okay. You know, but you know, in one of the big banks is one that's had quite a bit of scrutiny for some deceptive practices. Mm-hmm. You know, but they dropped them on their head. They pulled their financing from them. just so, right out from under them. Yeah, so just because they're firearms related, exactly. No other reason. Reputation risk is what they claim. That's what they have. Reputation risk. Oh my gosh. Now, now being in Utah, are you limited to just companies in Utah, or can you do nationwide here? No, we can do lending to any state in the nation. And we and we do do lending in all in all fifty states, okay. consumer and business lending. So yeah, no matter where you're at, we can uh, we can help you out. Very good. That is awesome. Being firearms enthusiast yourself, uh, I just would assume, a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just just a little bit. What is your uh, preferred? Do you guys carry in Utah? Yeah. So okay. I. What is your carry? It's a open carry state. Um, I carry anytime I'm not in the office. Um, because I enjoy exercising my two air rights. There you go. And what's your preferred carry? Which, well, which so handgun? I was telling Mike this this morning. I recently bought a Wilson Combat. Ooh. Um, but Spare no expense. Okay. Yeah, there's a kind of worry if I ever have an issue with it that it might be impounded for a while. I may go back to my Kimber 1911. Okay. Why would it be impounded? Oh, for... You when know. he shoots somebody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if, if, if if I have to use it. Is it is it not uh, legal in Utah? No, it's legal. Okay. But they confiscated his evidence. Oh yeah. Well uh, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. You know. we but you don't should, let David you should get it back. We don't let David do collections for the bank. But you're only gonna shoot somebody if it's justifiable. Absolutely. Right. right? So Absolutely. you'll get it back. What about you? Yeah, I carry right now a SIG three sixty five. SIG 365, um, X, yeah, okay. I, I heard a lot of people that are yeah, carrying the SIG 365. It's a great little gun. I've been trying out the Hellcat lately, too. 
with the optic, the Wasp optic mm -hmm. that we're shipping them with now. I kind of like that, but I don't know if I'm going to switch or not. You're so. digging that? Yeah, yeah. I'm liking it. Have you had any trigger time on it yet? Yeah, a little bit. Not enough, but okay. uh, a little bit. So still testing them out. There you go. As you get older, having the optics on it is better. Um, I, I can attest to that. You know, Absolutely. My, my uh, near vision is deteriorating. It's and, not so near anymore, is and it? And so having a red dot sight on it is pretty sweet. Absolutely. How about you? I don't carry, but I support the right to carry. Well, you know, and you, you are exercising your right not to carry, and that's fine. Absolutely. But guess what? You're not imposing that on anybody else, are you? That's exactly right. You know, and I applaud you for that. No, it's good. But you're working for a 2A, you know. Absolutely. That says a lot. And, and I do have a gun, but I don't I don't carry. You don't carry? What do you have? Uh, 357 Magnum. Nice. That's why you don't carry it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little big. <laughs> That's just because I gave it to him. So <laughs> now are you fellas into hunting? Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, okay. So in eighty-six days, I'm headed to Africa for Cape Buffalo. Oh man, jealous right here. Right. Is this your first African safari? It's actually been our third African trip. <sighs> so addicted. Just a tiny bit. My well, my wife hunts with me too. Oh, okay. Um, so when your spouse hunts with you, it's kind of you know. Good, bad, right? Good. I thought it's good, it's good. But then every time you go out and buy a new gun, you have to buy two. Well, <laughs> that's good too, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she uh, she likes on Africa, and we've hunted Argentina and a couple other places. So, do you take your own rifles? We do. Okay. So yeah. I know some places will provide them for you. You know, especially with traveling uh, like that, you, you have know, to worry about the travel. I so I'm a I like to do fly fishing and fly tying, and it's kind of neat to catch a fish on a fly that you've tied and sure i reload my own ammo so bringing your own gun just adds another level of so of you reload also yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting all the levels of david here yeah definitely yeah sadly that's um that consumes a lot of my free time yeah and what are you loading which which uh, round are you loading well for the um cape buffalo i'm going to shoot a ruger african safari safari in 416 ruger 416 Ruger. And nice. then for most of the other planes game, it's going to be 338 uh, Win Mag or my wife's 308. Okay. Very nice. What about you? You big hunter? Uh, I used to when I was growing up. I hunted a lot of deer and elk, all the local game in Utah, but mm -hmm. kind of got out of it a little bit and because uh, my kids weren't really into it as much. But now they're my sons are like, hey, why don't we ever go hunting? I'm like, well, because you never wanted to go hunting. <laughs> so we're planning a hog hunt down to Texas. Oh, to kind of introduce them a little bit and have a little bit of fun shooting some pigs. And then I'm trying to get mites good Africa. Yeah. Oh. I'm working on a safari. Why too, would you so not do that? I, I'm, I'm scheduling it. I am doing it. Okay. So okay. That's just With you step. or just to go? Well, we've we'll got see. friends that own a ranch in Namibia. And so um, I think Namibia is a good place to go for a first-time African hunter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you I've, hunt? I've heard a lot. I've never been to Africa, but yes, okay. I do hunt. Yeah. Uh, that is like one of my dream things to do is to to go on an African hunt. Yeah, yeah it looks pretty incredible. I've got several friends that have been to that place, uh, and they always come back with this trophy. You know. Yeah, so they're unique in that. But what I don't like is you can't bring the meat home with you. You know, you got to leave it there. Oh, but you can eat a lot of good meat over there. While you're there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would just love to bring some of that home, you know, put cool. it in the freezer. That would be awesome. Or them to bring it home so I could eat their meat. But <laughs> There you go. So what about you? 
Do nope. not hunt either. Don't hunt either. No, I've I've got a spouse who uh, cries when when you bait a hook with with a worm because it hurts the worm. So. <laughs> So you don't fish either, I tell you. I, I do not. I fished as a kid with my dad. We actually uh, fished some pretty exotic places in South America. Yeah. Um, but I haven't fished in probably 40 years. So Luke. so we took Dustin to Costa Rica, and you caught your first mahi-mahi <laughs> and tuna, did you catch? Uh, I caught two tuna and the mahi-mahi. So we're trying to get them hooked. There you go. My wife did not get on the boat, though. She stayed on the shore. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's okay. But you enjoyed it, right? Did it you, was a ton of fun. Did you get to eat the absolutely the catch? oh okay. yeah yeah. we brought it on to the uh did your wife eat it uh she did eat it okay are you from utah uh born in utah but lived all over the world i've been five different continents uh military uh government government stuff yep, yep. what kind of government stuff uh drug enforcement okay nice yeah so venezuela pakistan so federal uh yeah yeah doing the federal okay yep. nice so golf do you play golf? I do play okay, golf. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and my wife plays with me. And she plays. Okay, she's not afraid to smack that white That's ball right. around. Okay. The white ball has no feelings. We're it okay. has no feelings. Very good. And you all, all you guys play golf? You I don't do play not. golf. That's right. You don't no, play golf. And you're not. No golf, which is weird for bankers, right? People think that's all we do. Right. Well, I, early on, I'm like, man, I got to find something to take clients and go do because I hate golfing. Yeah, take and them to so the range. So I got a trailer. I put all kinds of gun stuff in it. And we go to the range. We'll go outside. We'll go shoot skeet. So that's what I take clients and go do. Ski shooting? Some, yeah, ski shooting. Any type of shooting we go. Yeah. Mike's got a trailer full of portable targets. And we can go out in the desert and kind of shoot pretty much anything. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's one thing, you know, we do for clients who also don't golf. Yeah. That's fun. David's got a membership at the local club as well that uh, we can go to and, and shoot to. Okay. Now, how's the axe throwing in Utah? Is that like a thing? It is. It, it, I, took, uh, I took my team there for a team building exercise, and we had a blast. <laughs> you know, some of them. It's I great was, when everybody gets along, right? You got <laughs> yeah. those sharp, heavy objects in your hand. You might want to. Yeah, but some, some of them had never out. thrown an axe, and they had a blast. Yeah, yeah, it it's cool. a it's a thing now. I can't believe how how much it's, and they do it in bars. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous you, mix. Yeah, alcohol and axes. I don't know about that. I just that, never, but. I just never saw you know that being a thing. Now you know throwing axes. Yeah, alcohol bars. Yeah, that's a thing. But somebody <laughs> smashed those together and like this is a great idea. And apparently it was. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk? I went to visit my buddy in uh, Michigan, and uh, they have got, like, this huge bar, you know, recreational place where they have the axe throwing, and they have, uh, what's it, curling. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Curling. curling. I've never seen curling outside of the U.S. The Olympics. Olympics. right. Yeah, I didn't know you could actually go to a bar. Or anywhere, you know, for that fact, and just and do curling. And do curling, you know, I guess Michigan like going is, and playing, you know, basketball in a gym. They're close or enough to Canada, so maybe it works there. I guess, I guess. But some yeah. of some of our clients who were talking about financing rain, uh, firing range construction. Uh huh. Yeah, they're talking about putting a cigar bar. In. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and coffee bar and that sort of thing. So. You know, I can see him putting curling in there and axe throwing, too. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, the best of all worlds. Oh, and there was this other thing, too, where it was a it was a hybrid of football and bowling. 
How did that work? You throw f- a football at the bowling pin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a Michigan thing. Oh, it looked fun. But again, you know, you're at a bar, so <laughs> get some of that dark whiskey in you. You'll throw a football at some bowling pins, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to be the axes that are going down there. <laughs> now that could be fun. But no, this is great, man. I, I really like that uh, you guys are behind the 2A community, a financial institution. Um, what other services can you offer to um, a, a firearms company or 2A company? Yeah, we talked about the lending needs and, at a lot of companies face, but what we found at the SHOT Show both this year and last year is one of the biggest challenges companies face is from credit card processing, the way they accept their payments. Yeah. Is some of the big companies out there uh, are just simply cutting off their clients and saying, we're not helping you anymore. And so leaving them scrambling, th- picture a business who all of a sudden can't take payments anymore other than cash, uh, it's debilitating. So we have a partner with our uh, credit card processing that, that is very 2A friendly as well, very accepting of the industry, and we're able to provide that for these, uh, these businesses as well. Okay. I don't know if you saw the news um, about four months ago, Credit card companies were going to start tracking firearm purchases and ammunition. Purchases. I did see that, and we talked about that. And, and you know, I I have some pretty strong feelings about that. That potentially creates a gun registry that might a, be in violation of federal law. That's exactly what it does because they make this information available to the federal government. Yeah, there's some there's some serious privacy concerns. So what Mike and I were talking about um, this morning, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of firearm purchasers are buying in cash, so their purchase can't be tracked. Right. Um, yeah, you know, which is kind of potentially does a disservice to the consumer. Um, you know, and we're talking about ways that we can help some of our customers with their cash management needs. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, but what do you? How, do you think that that is going to subside with this with these credit card companies? Do you think that somebody's going to take them to court and say, "Hey, you know, this is a violation of people's privacy, their rights," or are I they think, just too big to? I think we'll get to that point, but they're going to make the change, and then you know it could be years before that's settled in court when it comes back up. And by that time, maybe yeah. have five, six years. But then how, how is it any different than, because I really like that my American Express categorizes my purchases, you know, for tax purposes, you know. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm torn on this because I don't see how it's any different than what they're doing already because, again, they're tracking your purchases and everything that you do. Well, I think already. If, they, if they were doing not that it, it's right, but. Yeah, if they were doing it for a benefit of the consumer, I could, I could definitely see that point. But I think their full intention is they're being pressured, you know, by elements of the government, yeah. by larger. And is that what it is? You think the government has pressured them Absolutely. into doing this? It's part of the ESG kind of culture, so you know they're not collecting it for the consumer to track their purchases, because it's already on there as sporting goods right now. I mean, that's kind of where that falls under, and so you can still track it. But to pull it out just specifically for firearms purchases and having that on your credit card bill, then that can really be distributed not just to the government but there's other businesses that could end up in the hands of yeah. so it's just kind of putting it out there and if they want to eliminate what you're able to do and take away your access to the free market it's just giving them an inroad to do that at some time in the future yeah, yeah. it's a privacy concern issue you know how do you control how they use your data 
can't. Mm -hmm. It's also a, a risk rating standpoint from the credit card processing uh, perspective. Right. They're being forced to, to rate it as a higher risk uh, transaction, which is again a, a negative aspect to the consumer. What's the risk? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. That's, that's a self-labeled uh, um, concern, I guess. You know, it's, it's a concern that doesn't doesn't need to exist but you know they make it exist right I don't know it's just very frustrating yeah but uh, yeah it's it's a it's a solution it's, looking for a problem there you go that's what I was looking for but it's refreshing to know that there is an institution out there that is you know, for us out there for us available to us the 2A community I say us um, not only manufacturers but for individuals as well yeah. right you know, so we're the only bank that exhibits here at the SHOT Show. And last year I can was, imagine that. was yeah. our first year. And when we approached the folks at SHOT Show, they were kind of over the moon. And they're like, wow, this is fantastic. You know, we haven't had a bank ever come. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's all we can do to kind of staff the booth and keep up with the, the inquiries we get from exhibitors and attendees of the SHOT Show. Um, you know, who are interested in our mission, our message, you know, and really, you know, kind of see a need for it. I think what we've got here is is a community that is loyal and, and likes to support those that are like-minded. Mm -hmm. and, and we're here to help represent and, and be a part of that. And so the more we can do to support the community and, and to be here for the businesses that are here, we want to provide that service. Well, we greatly appreciate that. and. You know, there's just so many other areas that you know people are are blacklisting us from. I just had a gentleman on that had developed an app that um, um, brings his community together. Did we talk about this? He's he's actually from Utah. He's he's, he's a gentleman from Utah, and uh, this app is. Um, did you guys have the red flag laws there? Is that? Did you guys have those there? They're proposed right now. Yeah, they're they proposed. Yet, yeah. yeah, so I think that was the concern is like if this you know comes comes to be, you know, where can we get help? Where can we get you know like a, a legal representation you know, if we're caught into this? And and it kind of led to him thinking, well, other things that you know the community and friends might need together. So it's building a strong you know fire team, support team within your community, to where they can go to this app and quickly reference and go to you know, the attorneys or, you know, where maybe a bank, you know, something Absolutely. like that when their, their rights have been violated in, you know, some form or fashion. But he tried to get the app, uh, put it on the Apple store and the, the, what's the other one? The Android, oh, the Google Play store. Yeah, the Google, they, they wouldn't allow him to put it, uh, on their stores. Oh, wow. So he had to go, you know, be creative and do this website, you know, jump through a bunch of million hoops. But, you know, we're seeing it in every aspect of this, uh, of, you know, the 2A community. You know, everybody seems to be against us. But there's so many of us, I don't see how, how that's possible. Well, you know, that's it's one thing. mind-boggling. Yeah, when I came to SHOT Show last year, that's kind of the first thing that hit me is how big this community really is. Right. right? I mean, because, you, you know, you talk to people and... Most people, if they're not really, you know, into shooting and stuff, at least they're supportive of it, like Dustin here. I'm a here. good example, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you come in here and you realize the support you have from so many industries, you know, getting It just together. makes you wonder how that's possible that everywhere we go, every facet, they're there, there's a block 
somewhere stopping us. And you're like, well, there's so many people. This guy's got to own a bank, or this guy's got to own a, you know, an app store or something like that, or this guy's. Got, but I guess it's that top one percent owns ninety nine percent of everything, you know, and controls it. Yeah, and the, those voices are very loud that are kind of shouting in the opposite direction. Yeah. Even though maybe the community is not as large, and a lot of places don't want to take the risk. You know, they'll allow themselves to be bullied. Yeah. Um, out there, and so they'll just not do something because somebody, you know, threatens to, you know, or they'll a fire a teacher. Or, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we just got to stand up for our rights, and you know, yeah, there's going to be pain associated with that, but you know, we're willing to take that risk to support people, and not just in the second aid community, but anybody that's marginalized, kind of in the free markets. You know, we want to be there for you and give you access, you know, to the cash and the products you need to, like to grow your business. I love it. And if you look at how many exhibitors are here. Just fig- try to figure out how many jobs they're creating. You know, millions. You know, millions of jobs, tons of tax dollars, tax revenue billions. that's being generated. Billions, yeah. Um, Community you know, supported. But yet yeah. they want this all stamped out. And then there goes the economy. There goes, you know, everything else. It's, it's mind-boggling. Um, again, give your websites, give your social medias if you have that, how people can get in touch and... Yeah, so our our website is ccbank.com. Same on LinkedIn, same on Facebook, same on Twitter. It's all ccbank. So if you search that, you'll be able to get a hold of us. What about Um, a phone number? I mean, people people have phones these days, you know, still. (laughs) They do. Is there a phone number? I'll give you my direct line to my desk. Okay. Uh, 801-669-5722. Perfect. That's Dustin. Dustin, Mike, David, I appreciate you guys being on CC Bank. This is awesome. I've got a question before we leave. I got a question for you. I've been asking all my guests this before they leave. Okay. First thing comes to mind. Okay. Don't think about it. Just rattle it off. If there's one thing in 2023 that you can eliminate, get rid of, see it gone, say bye bye, never come back. What would it be? Who wants to go first? I'm going to point, Mike. You would pick me first, yep. right? Uh, You're the closest. <laughs> there's so many options. There are. All right, here. Pain in my leg. I you, tore my Achilles a year ago, right oh, after the SHOT Show. Man. Are you rehabbing that? Uh, Do you have surgery? Uh, no surgery, no. they Based on where the tear was, they let the, uh, the ligaments heal on their own. Okay. So... I just, uh, therapy is walking around, so SHOT Show is good for me. So no inserting a cow's tendon or something like that? Nope, nothing it, like that. that bad? Let okay. it on, it on on its own. David? Uh, this is probably not politically correct, but I'm going to say I'd like to see the Karens go away in 2023. That's, that's perfectly correct. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that one. It may not be politically, but it's perfectly. <laughs> Did you come over one? Sure. Uh, my daughter's been going through a lot of health issues, so if there's one thing I could make go away in 2023, that's Amen. at the top of my list right there. Amen. That's going to be mine, too. Thank you. I dig that. Appreciate that. So if you guys are looking for you know, maybe a podcast to advertise on or sponsor, yeah. uh, I know a great one we could introduce you to called the Talking Live Podcast. We're in over 100 countries. We're in all the states. So. Hey, we could talk. Sounds like we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank right, you very much. <laughs> Leadheads, more coming from the 2023 SHOT Show here at the official lead quarters of Caltech. All right, Leadheads, we're back um, at the 2023 SHOT Show. I had to remember where we were at. Damn. 
It's easy to forget. Coming to you from the Caltech booth, the official lead quarters of the Talking Lead podcast for the SHOT Show. And I got an interesting cat with me today. He's got a cool product that he's working on that I know a lot of you lead heads will be interested in, especially uh, you preppers type sorts that like to be prepared, like to know where things are, where people are. And joining me today is... I'm uh, Jared Raman. I'm the owner of the Got Your Six app, and uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So, Jared, Got Your Six, this is an application that you put a lot of thought process into, and uh, it's it's one of those things that people, you know, they they need this and they want this whether they, they know it or not. Right. But, you know, once you explain it, they're going to go, oh, yeah, that is exactly what I've been trying to do. Yeah, so um, essentially what I do is uh, I provide a, uh, I help everyone have their own QRF as civilians. Um, Being with like-minded people and organizing and training with them, when tyranny presents itself, when marauders and civil unrest present themselves, that's what's going to make you persevere is having a community involvement. So uh, I built an app um, after a red flag law was passed in the state of Nevada um, to get like-minded people to start working together to try and preserve and advocate for each other's freedom. Um, so, what is your background? So I'm a obviously you're you're a pretty smart dude. You're well, thank you. Uh, so I'm a Second Amendment lobbyist here in the state of Nevada. Oh, okay. Um, my grandfather did it before me, and uh, you know, w- with his old age and he's passed on now, I've taken those reins. Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of people had questions for me about how, you know, how things go forward here in Nevada um, with this red flag law, because everyone kind of feels isolated. They all kind of feel alone. They felt like, oh, you know, if I get red flag, there's nothing I can do. There's no resources. They're just going to take my guns and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about, you know, community involvement and how, you know, even having a list of attorneys in your area that you can preemptively reach out for and and get the ball rolling and and the goal is to is to win and to not let things like red flag laws stand and from there it kind of turned into a whole community defense thing Um, people are you know obviously into training getting out in the mountains and working together so we started bringing in more education about like small unit tactics and so now we're we're kind of bridging the gap between gun rights activists and you know uh high level firearms training right yeah so specifically your area you know the red flag laws you know kind of kind of set this off for you um at what point did you think the best way to go about this would be you know developing this this application rather than you know maybe a website or you know something like that uh well so with a website you know at the time, push notifications for websites weren't very common. Um, so if you're in trouble, you need to get a hold of your guys right now. Um, the easiest way to do that is with push notifications via an app. Um, and so what happens is if you call on yourself, uh, you respond, yes, I'm going to go help Marty out, you know, who's dealing with this and or that. Now, as by me responding, it opens up my my Google apps, my Google Maps, and tells me how to get to you. So there's so much functionality that you couldn't get from a simple website. Yeah. 
How did you learn how to develop an app? <laughs> I don't. I have, I don't, I don't I have, have the coder. first clue. I have coders. Uh, I've learned a lot as I went. I When I took on this, uh, I didn't know anything about building apps whatsoever. I reached out to the right people, some of the wrong people. Yeah. Uh, I've learned a lot as I've drawn. Trial and error. Absolutely. You know, and, gotcha. and that continues still, you know, still to this day. Um, we're constantly improving. We're uh, trying to make it more inclusive for everybody who wants to get involved with with their own community, working together and um, just having cohesiveness. Right. So if I want this app, is it available now? Absolutely. So I'm pulling up my phone. So we are banned from both the Apple and Google Play stores. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, and what's fucked up about it is they, they had the, you know, I called them to, before I developed any of this. Be like, hey, is this allowed in your app, in your app store? And they said, yeah, it sounds great. That Go was ahead your first it. mistake, asking them. Well, <laughs> you I should mean, never ask them. Well, I mean, I wanted to at least say, hey, is this something that would get approved, right? So then I built out these native apps, one for uh, Android, one for Apple. Uh, and I submitted it to Apple. They immediately told me to go fuck myself because I'm organizing gun owners. Yeah. Uh, Google had me on for like three weeks before they said, nope, never mind, we don't want it anymore. So then I had to rebuild the app on something that's new called a PWA. It stands for Progressive Web App. And it okay. basically takes a website and turns it into an app on your phone. Huh. Um, so if you go to my website, gotyoursixapp.net, uh, there's a link to take me to the app and from there we have instructions on how to turn that website into a standalone app it's something you're going to see a lot more commonly now got your six dot app caught your got your six app dot net okay got your six the number six app oh the number six okay app yes sir what's after that dot net dot net and the dot coms are against you too is that what uh, actually, yeah, I had a .com. It, .com's coming back. Uh, I had a dispute with my domain host actually just two, two months ago. So I dropped in the .net. The .com will be back pretty soon. .net and .com will both work the same. Okay. And when I first got mine, I had to do the .net too. Right. At our website. Is this it coming up here? With, uh, the internet's for shit here right now. Yeah, it's terrible. But yeah, that's it. So okay. uh, in that top right-hand corner under training and shop, uh -huh. there would be a um, take me to the app button okay. if you had proper service. Uh, you right. take that, you would be able to sign up. Um, create we are the at account. SHOT Show and there's like 5 million people here using their phones right now, I guess. Yes, yeah, so we're fighting the signals. Fighting the signals. So... Uh, G-O-T-Y-O-U-R-6-A-P-P.net, Leadheads, is where you can go get more information about this awesome app and then download it to your um, communist phone. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no avoiding that, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's hard. So uh, they're not blocking it like on the phones. They can't prevent somebody from, from downloading <laughs> it, you know, once they get it, right? No, so um, the, so the hosting, so there's front-end and back-end hosting, um, as much as I would like to use U.S. servers, I can't use U.S. servers because then they could easily shut me down. But by going to a neutral country yeah. uh, and having my servers there that don't necessarily like to cooperate with anybody but me specifically, sure, it's a, a, a great way to protect information, protect it from getting shut down, protect information from getting seized. Yeah, you know, because they're um, not motivated motivated by politics; they're motivated by money. <laughs> absolutely, and uh, you know, commerce. So that's actually I, I, a common question I get a lot is why do I charge $2.99 a month for this app? Why don't I make it free, 
quote unquote like Facebook and, and Instagram. Right. And uh, it goes against my business model to do that because with apps like Facebook and Instagram, it's free because you're the product, you're not the customer. And I yeah. want my guys, I want people who are on my app to be customers and I want to protect their information. And I don't want sense. I don't want to mine your information and sell it to some advertisers, you know. Um, doesn't seem especially with all the the encryption that I've already gone through the effort for, it really makes a lot of sense to protect their information. So yeah. if I can do it for the price of a couple fucking street tacos a month, I'm gonna do it. There you go. You know. And what kind of traction are you getting on this right now? How many um how many Subscribers that we call them users. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, customers. How many customers? Do I you hate have? the word users, and like yeah. that is common app lingo. Is like, oh, users. Right. That's first thing sound- comes to mind. You know, when you think of that. So. Yeah. Oh, is you, no. I think like meth users when I hear that shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I don't want that. Like, I like saying subscribers, customers, members. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any of those are better than user. I don't know why. Members. How about that? Members sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So right now I'm just sitting at about 900. I've got uh, groups from you know, from the Bay Area all the way to New York City in the South. Um, when you go in, you're gonna look at Patriot groups. Uh, they're available, you can see every Patriot group that's on there. The ones that are, you know, open to being large and, and region-based, they usually will say, hey, we're from Dallas, you know, it's uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Patriots, let's say. Right. But then there's also the more private guys who choose to, to keep it, you know, as is, and they don't want their group to be big. And so whether you want a big outreach or you want a small outreach, it's it's entirely up to you. Where's your largest customer base? Largest customer base right now is in Nevada because uh, it's local. Yeah. Um, and in uh, California as well, um, especially those guys behind enemy lines. Um, I've done um, sponsorships with the Arm Scholars uh, YouTube channel. Right. Um, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of traction out of California. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of uh, traction in Virginia. Um, you know, because you never know what's going to happen with their politics out there. A lot of people are being proactive and, right. and getting some sort of community involvement, you know, before things get worse. Um, and then the Pacific Northwest, I do pretty well, too. Okay. Now, how are you getting the word out there? So that's honestly the biggest thing is um, I'm, I'm always looking for um, different people to help me market this thing, how to get some outreach out there. Um, I... I can't do Google advertisements. I can't do any type of um, big internet giant advertising. They just, they want nothing to do with it. Um, I can't even advertise, like paid advertise on Instagram or or Facebook. So, um, I know it's largely where you're paying there. Absolutely. It's largely where it is. Is it a pain though that we don't contribute to them monetarily? Well, I think it's a, I'm okay with not giving them any money. You know, that's kind of why I decided not to do this on like a existing platform because yeah. they're not for us anyway. No, you know, not. we don't have anything really like this that is literally just for us. And I'm tired of having to to watch what I say because, you know, your your account's going to fucking get banned. Right. You know, like we should be it's able to because sp- of what you believe in. Right. And how you feel. Exactly. It's a which is a constitutional right. And mm-hmm. you, you're made to feel guilty and and shameful about that. Yeah. And they like to use technology against us. They like to um, surveillance us. They like to censor us, use technology to censor you, make it so you don't have an outreach. And I wanted to take that same technology and throw it back in their face. And now we can use technology to our advantage to to help preserve ourselves and our communities. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. So the app, again? Is Got Your Six. 
and you can find it at www.gotyour6app with the number six dot net got your six app.net and you can also follow me on instagram that's my uh main social media that i use for informational posts and things like that and that's also at, at sign got your six app there you go Leadheads, go check it out and if it's for you i mean it's not for everybody but you know if it's for you download that app and make it work yeah thank you very much yeah appreciate you being on um jake is on his way Jake's on his way. Jake is on his way. We'd love to hear it. So, yeah, this is going to be fun. Does he know you're here? He does not know I'm here. This would be I good. I haven't seen him in probably two years since. Uh, this will be good. This will be because I didn't tell him why. You didn't tell him why? No, I just said come by the booth. Oh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. going to see me. He's going to he's going to look at me for a second. And he's going to be like, dude, <laughs> Derek's kid's you. birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we know each other from. And uh, and you're gonna, first thing you're going to say is, I need to get my kid in your school. I need to get my kid in your school. <laughs> yeah, he runs it like. They got I've got an app, you know. I might be able to help you out with this app thing. I'll help you with what you want, man. Get my kid in that good school. There you go. You Leverage. Know? If all I can do here at Shot Show is get, is get my in. kid into, a be- into the best school it that he can. It was worth it. It's well worth it. It's more important than anything I'm doing right well, here. Well, I'm right glad now. to play, play, play a part in that. So, uh, Leadheads, we'll be back with more from the official lead quarters here at the Caltech book booth. Retarded. I'm just going to stop talking. (laughs) Oliver is a personal protection and security specialist. He cut his teeth as a United States Marine before leaving the Corps to provide private contract work for agencies outside the military and private security work. He's always looking for the upper hand and unexpected advantage. Keltec's P50 provides all of that and then some. This innovative pistol chambered in 5.7 has a 50-round magazine capacity in its semi-automatic platform. Its small-caliber, high-velocity ammunition is a great personal protection weapon and is even used by law enforcement agencies and the Secret Service. Oliver likes that the P-50 has an AR-like charging handle and that it can be slung for access and shooting stability. The P-50 comes fitted with a threaded barrel if he wants to add a suppressor and the upper and lower Picatinny rails let him accessorize it with lights and optics. This pistol, it redefines cool. Innovation. Performance. Kelvin. Doing it live. I thought you were already live. <laughs> okay. What time is it? Like two thirty? We should get some listeners. That's like two that's like four thirty our time. Five thirty. So should be some people tuning in. Let Rich get all his You're gonna cut my cords with that, aren't you? No, I'm not. I got it. I got it. You made that look really difficult. I know. Alright, Leadheads, we are back at the twenty twenty three shot show. Bringing you all the latest and greatest and exclusives here from the Talking Lead Lead Quarters at the Caltech booth. So we've got. A, speaking of exclusives, <laughs> I've been waiting for this for a while. I've been teased for months and months and months, and uh, it has finally arrived, ladies and gentlemen. We have the Buck Knife Crew joining us. We got mm-hmm. CJ Buck. CJ, welcome nice in. Nice to be here. Thank you, sir. Yep. We got Rich Nyman. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. With another different color. You have like five different colors. I do. I'm getting you a yellow one from Idaho, I promise. You better get me a yellow one. I will. <laughs> and I'll get signed. And then you guys have brought a special guest. I'm going to let you do the uh, the introductions. Uh, yes. Uh, I would like to 
uh, introduced uh, Douglas Wallace. He's a good family friend. Uh, I've known him probably for, gosh, at least 15 years, I'm thinking. Uh, he's also from Idaho. He's uh, served many years in our U.S. military, and I'll let him introduce himself. No, thank you guys for having me. Uh, retired in 2019, known Rich for, what, 15, 16 years yes, now? Yes, sir. Uh, Sorry. Lucky luck, luck enough <laughs> Sorry to be friends that. with him. And, uh, <laughs> so owner, lead instructor for HUTS TSSG. We do uh, security firearms, tactical training for LE military. I work with a couple different partners, one of which is over my shoulder here. Ty Coronado from Spitfire Tactical, located out of New Jersey. Welcome in, Ty. And so we do all manner of training, firearms, self-defense, disaster prep, all that good stuff. And where are you based out of? Uh, I'm right now out of the Post Falls, Idaho as well, as Buck Factory. Okay. Are you guys traveling with your training? Uh, just here for the show, catching up with old friends. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, we are excited to have you all here. Uh, we are missing one of the crew. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. He's like the hell of a shot show. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Coulter, uh, who is uh, the genius behind this. Yes, sir. Yep. So um, what we're talking about, in case you don't know, Leadheads, and for our new Leadheads, uh, Buck Knives has been working on a re-release of their original Buckmaster, which Rich was originally produced when? Uh, 1984. Because you wrote the book on this. Yes, sir. Literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There, there yeah. is a book, the Buckmaster. Buckmaster knives. You're the, gonna have to update it now. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, we're in progress. Yeah, we're actually writing a, a third book. It'll okay. be third edition. Yes, sir. And it'll be Commander Coulter myself. Um, the the title I will share the title because I already pat. You know, I got it going. It's uh, the Buckmaster Combat Series by Commander D T Coulter and myself. And I'll have the commander's name first out of respect. Very nice. And we're we're teasing. We're live, so we're <laughs> teasing our live audience right now. Yeah. We, we haven't undressed it. We haven't unsheathed it. And, and this, uh, the, the sheath that you see will be made out of the Kydex. Uh, it's in product. They're working on it right now for us. Uh, we, you know, will be American made. And the um, web gear will also be American made. Nice. So this knife will be all American made. And uh, I can have Mr. Buck tell more about it. Really. CJ, yeah. yeah. Mr. Buck, where'd he? Mr. Buck. CJ, baby. <laughs> That's your dad, isn't it? <laughs> That's my dad, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, no, talk this, to this, us about yeah the the thought process about bringing it back the demand. I know a lot of people have been asking for this for for many many yeah. years because when no. you first released the Buckmaster, it was it was pretty darn popular. Changed uh, a lot of people's young children's lives story. like myself. Yeah. So uh, back in 1984, I was 24 years old and I was the special projects manager for Buck Nines. So this project came in. It was uh, from a small company up in Oceanside, California, so just an hour or so north of us. Uh, and they wanted to do, they said they had a SEAL team commander who had requested 2,500 knives for the SEALs. So this potential thing, and it was more of a, I'm going to call it a first blood right? knife because yeah. that was the movie that did come out the right Rambo. around that time, the first Rambo knife. Yeah. So everybody was wanting one of these hollow handled multifunctional uh, beefy knives, survival knives. Yeah. And so they came in, it was not something we ever had considered doing. My father was very much not wanting to do weapons. Mm -hmm. So knives were tools as far as my father was concerned. So he he didn't want to do anything weapon-oriented, and so this this was really one of the first tactical-type scenarios that we had done in a long time yeah. um, because the knife was survival-oriented and, and really made a terrible weapon. 
like with, with the saw teeth and everything, you you, right. you know once in, you'd never get it back out again. So, so it just it was a terrible weapon, but it was a great survival tool. There so therefore, so that was my project. That's how you sold him on it. That's how I sold him <laughs> on it. And so uh, we introduced the we, we 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 finally got into doing the project, did the knife. It was an enormous amount of uh, work, R and D, heat treat. Because when, when you do any of these military contracts, there's all dichotomies. It's got to be heavy but light, soft but hard. Uh, I mean, it's just, yeah. it just, you really have to optimize both ends of the same scale. And how do you do that? And so it really drove a lot of heat treat improvement, a lot of our own understanding of uh, sectional heat treating, where we're, we're doing certain areas softer than others. and how to not overcook the edge and how to, I mean, it was just, there was so much to learn for us with this knife. So we yeah. introduced this knife, Commander A big Coulter. project, yeah. It was a huge project, turned into a huge new product for us. It was probably 20% of our business the year we introduced it. It was enormous, paid bonuses to everybody, so it made everybody <laughs> happy. Made the uh, sad happy then, finally. No <laughs> doubt. But one of the interesting things is that that particular knife, uh, there were so many uh, I want to say non-functional aspects as far as the tip was really sensitive. If you were going to really abuse this knife, it may not handle it. Like they, so there, right. were, there were areas that the commander had been thinking about for years and years and years and years and years. And so this was an opportunity almost 40 years later to reinvent this knife right. and, and develop the perfect knife. With you, the technology, you know, probably back in the days, it mm -hmm. finally caught up to the idea that he the ideal knife that he had in mind. Yes. And, yes, and he too. had direct input uh, also with uh, active and, and retired uh, SEALs with himself. Mm -hmm. And you would, it, it was just amazing because he wrote, um, we have this special um, spec sheet. I'll just hold and, this right and, here. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the back is Commander's Own Words and starts in 1967, 1967 to modern times. And he said, it's 55 years in the making. And, uh, to, Literally, yeah. yeah, yeah. And to, to just kind of catch you up historically wise, uh, after the the Buckmaster came out in 1984, and the seals actually received their order in 1985, 2,500 of them. And sometimes I read stuff on the internet. Oh, that never happened. And uh, yes, it did. And I have the documents to prove it. So anybody, you know, it did happen. Uh, the knife is at the Navy Seal Museum at all of them. Uh, historically, also the combat utility knife that was developed off the M9 bayonet in 1980, uh, uh, 1988. Uh, that is also at the uh, Navy SEAL Museum. It was not issued, but it was in there. Uh, they had 300 of those, so it's kind of cool. But the heat treat process that CJ was mentioning, uh, Paul Boss is world-renowned heat treater. And Paul Boss is uh, a friend of ours, mm -hmm. and Paul kindly wrote the heat treat formula for for this knife yeah, so he came out of retirement yeah, he came out of retirement out of respect wow. to commander coulter myself that's, and uh, cj to, to heat treat he was involved with the original yeah okay and and the original was having problems with the heat treat and paul solved it and he it, it led him to zone heat treat which pioneered for the m9 bayonet 
like CJ was saying, something that could bend but be strong right. and all these different yeah. aspects of the steel, Paul pioneered that. So Paul came back. So you brought him back for this. Just for this. Like a one-time. Now, now to be fair. To one be night fair, only. One world tour yeah, one only. world tour. <laughs> now, <laughs> the cool last part, world tour. Uh, Paul's yeah. processes are still used at Buck all the time. And Paul consults all the time to help but he had somebody under him his name's paul farner sure and paul farner has taken the torch but again uh, the reason you know uh it, it's just the boss he treats amazing we we want to unsheath this now so as we're all doing right. it you can tell more about the, the back stuff that you're doing there so uh cj you do the honors oh, okay we're gonna let cj do the honors <laughs> so when you're when you're thinking about knives and uh i'll, I'll i should let uh doug talk about this but you know, in the dark, under stress, simplest is best. Am I am I right on that one? Keep it Correct. simple. <laughs> so this one is about is about as simple is about as simple as you can get. No butt, no guard. There it is. Just World a, premiere. Just ladies a, and a nice piece of steel that's custom fit to your hand. Uh, <clears throat> double edged. Four twenty. It's a four twenty HC steel. So it's a it's a nicely. It, it's got great corrosion resistance. Decent edge retention. Uh, Better but, than uh, decent, I would say. But from a and because we do the heat treat, the you know when you when you're doing heat treat, you're actually combining the elements within that already exist in that steel. And I'm going to say that's probably similar to seal training is uh, <laughs> taking the elements that are in there and recombining them to create something that's tougher, resistant to corrosion, holds an edge, more ductile, uh, which which are all of these almost competing elements that you're optimizing a line down the middle of the mall to get the best performance we got people outside taking pictures <laughs> so let's start at the butt and let's work our way down to the tip of the blade so let's talk about the design and the functionality of of the new Buckmaster. Yep. we call this the Buckmaster 2.0 or combat what? diver yeah combat and, and diver there the official buck model is the model 084 so the original was 84. the 184 yep. 084 into respect to that and uh the i'm gonna let um with the butt specifically that's a skull crusher and it's supposed to hold a carabiner and then uh the handle uh i want uh, uh one of uh commander's armors and i won't mention which team when he was the xo of uh nowadays reshaped what the buck um crew had so we sent the knife to them for testing he recontoured and reshaped the uh, blade uh, or the handle, excuse me, and uh, the handle has—it's uh, yep. very well. And we also out. had we had Doug sit into a design meeting as well. Yeah. So Doug, why don't you uh, take a stab at uh, take a stab? Take nice. a stab at it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Throw me on the spot here. Okay. Yeah. So, dad for, jokes. For yeah. me, the interesting and part of this is you know the friendship that I developed with Rich many many years ago, and. You know, you're talking about back in 1984, the original Buckmaster, as a young guy myself at the time, it was a very coveted, I wanted one. I still don't have one, by the way, guys. You don't? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll solve that. So We'll so, solve that after the show. You know, a decade plus later, I joined the military and wound up after going through training at Team 3, where Commander Culture was one of the original three COs. I think it was the third CO, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, and then so this product, Eventually, I retired, you opened my own training company, living up there in Post Falls, have a few meetings with these guys, appreciate them bringing me in on it and talking about it, but the heritage, 
going from the original Buckmaster to the 2.0 with modern techniques, modern machinery, modern heat treatings, and just a culmination of all of these guys' years of experience. And uh, it's just uh, monumental for me just to be a part, a small part of just any of it. So it's a beautiful blade. I think it's uh, multifunctional. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, in, in your opinion, you know, being a former team member, um, this has been something that would have been a game changer for, for you guys? I think at the time, yes. I mean, the original Buckmaster was amazing for a guy that was looking at it. Uh, it had a couple of shortcomings, which I think with this particular design has, has alleviated that. Um, and I think it's going to be huge with the collector market and then, you know, I don't know if I can say far yep. military so, sales oh, yeah. and things like so that. So what, what you just showed, actually, this is uh, the Buckmaster Combat Survivor. It's in development right now. Um, and the anchor system will fit both knives and the handle size will fit both knives. This might have a different contour, a more rounded spur. Yeah. And then notice that instead of having it's this, got the, yeah. it'll be, but it'll be this, this same shape, but thicker for your hands. And instead of a skull crusher, uh, this will be flat eventually, but we're, we're, we're in, uh, yep, that's it. So. So from a military perspective, I mean, we'll show the anchor system, but you keep talking. You yeah. need you need something that's multifunctional. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, as CJ said, it's got to be cheap. It's got to be expensive. It's got to be soft. It's got to be hard. I mean, you've got to have so many, you know, to meet all the criteria and the specs. So the anchor system, you know, works in both directions. Great system here. Locks in place. Theoretically, if you need to lock something down as an emergency contingency type of thing mm -hmm. you could use it it also works in reverse and uh, this is your this is your yep. ingenious invention here right yeah. yeah so you can use it in different ways of course the sheath will stay on it when you're using this in right. most applications so, so you're not cutting just, your fingers not, not, not in this configuration non-military yeah. uh, viewers you. that are watching the anchor system is just that it's it's to hold for their boats and and whatnot right yeah that that's the Planned the application, yeah. yeah, yeah. The but you could also, uh, what a lot of people did with the old one, and you were you tell this, put it back in the sheath, and you've got a grapple now, right? right. So, <laughs> so what, 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 uh, to and it's pure physics. The uh, the buck uh, engineers were genius, and uh, it can also be tightened up. There'll be a little screw here, that's nice. But for the military only, uh, we have something very special, uh, and again, everything will be completely ambidextrous. So. Well, again, for the military, in the sheath. Oh, in the, whoops! Uh, in in the sheath, um, it locks in, and then you don't have to worry about. And it could be emergency grapple if you needed. Yeah. So. I like it. Sorry. I dig it. Very nice. And so, first release is military. So military release will be this year. Yes. Okay. Later on this year. So that's that's what we're focused and on. Then, we course, haven't set we haven't set haven't a commercial the, release. Okay, sorry guys. I, I mean, I teased you, but it's coming. <laughs> it is. It's in the mail. But for our military, it, it's it's right there. And yeah, I right and also the I'd like to point out that the Buck Collectors Club, uh, uh, we all made a promise to them, and they will be the first civilians to be able to get a special one. So if you're a Buck Collectors Club member, you'll get one before anybody else in the civilian world. In the civilian world. Yeah. Military gets it first. Yes, sir. This is really nice. You guys did a really fantastic job on this. Uh, I've been uh, privileged and honored to be a part of this, you know, kind of in the loop. I mean, I'd, I had nothing to do with the design or anything like that, but uh, really humbled that you guys would share the information along this journey with me and, 
uh, with our audience. So thank you so much. It's, yeah. it's I, a I would honor. like to point out that the, the Buck family loves the U.S. military. The Buck factory and all the workers there love the U.S. military and what they do for us. And uh, uh, CJ is going to donate a particular amount to our U.S. military uh, right away. Um, within the next few months or so, and we'll keep you uh, on top of that. But um, it's his Fantastic. his grandfather yeah. served in the Navy. His father served in the Navy. It, it, their military family. Yeah, my my great grandfather was in Mountain Home, Idaho, near the Air Force Base, oh, yeah? making knives as a single, you know, lone custom knife maker, making knives for the servicemen that were there in his home oh, wow. state. So well, it's a keeping up the family tradition yes sir you can't get more that. more i mean throw this out there you can't get more american and i know lots of us have carried bucks overseas you can't get more or better of a company a knife company than buck than buck um yeah. so right there in idaho yes sir love it i can't wait for the civilian so this is going to be more the civilian than what the civilians can see right yeah got you no yes no We'll see. <laughs> Correct me. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll see. It, so. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, beautiful design. I wish Commander Culture could be here with us. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can get him on like on a Skype or something. Uh, he he uh, with, C, with CJ's permission, he said he'd be happy to do something like that for okay. you. Okay. I don't think CJ's gonna <laughs> cock block him on that. Come on. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Not more uh, than once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, thank you for sharing this with our audience. Is Evan still here? He's, He's stepped out. out. Okay, so he, we're not live anymore. Okay, uh, good. Good. Um, let's talk about Buck Knives. Okay. What What you guys have new and exciting going on at? For the civilians that the civilians can enjoy. <laughs> now we have, uh, so we, we, we ended up having a really good year last year, so that was solid. Um, we were, we had struggle manufacturing because we had struggle getting people. So as, sure. as with lots of other manufacturers in the country, labor, Finding the, the, the labor good, shortage. Good is quality it. labor, yeah. So we rolled into the end of summer, ended, ended the year on a good solid note, manufacturing note. So what's coming new, we have two new uh, we have two new hunting products. So we have the uh, an Alpha family, which is a, a, a drop point skinner, a large and a small version of that in a in a in a high end steel. Okay. An S thirty five VN steel. So it's just awesome steel. Almost indestructible. Yeah, you shouldn't. You, if you're going out in the field, you shouldn't have to sharpen once you leave the house. So these things these things stay sharp forever. And then uh, uh, and then we're also in, reintroducing our pack light series so pack it's a light. skeletal version of knives we, we we did a pack light series are these folders these are fixed, fixed blade, blade skeletal okay. uh, skeleton so you can knives paracord you can paracord them there they you come go. with a small they come with a small handle that just allows your finger something to grip but you can take that off and paracord wrap it if you want nice um, and then we're also introducing a uh, a couple new uh a, a couple new autos. Oh, looky here now. So this is the. Uh, he brought you one. You know when I. He brought you one, baby. This this is a This is a California legal automatic knife. It's a, it. The blade is under two inches long. I carried one all summer long when I was in San Diego, and uh, man, I cut drywall tile. We were we cut all kinds of stuff with that. That little blade did an awesome job. That looks awesome, man. What is this called? That's called the Mini Deploy. That one happens to be the Mini Deploy Blackout because it's all blackened. But we do a we do a like a burnt orange, and we do a black as well. Beautiful. And, uh, this is new for this year. The the Blackout version is new for this year. The the Mini Deploy we introduced mid year last year. Okay. 
Very good. I like and, this. And there's a larger version of that just called the Deploy. Yeah. So for our, our listeners, you know, it fits right in the palm of your hand, and then it's got an extremely positive auto switch, and it just flips right on out. And that's legal in California? It's legal in California. There's no safety on that one, so it's for now. It's quicker. <laughs> yeah. But, that's beautiful. Uh, so this is this is awesome. The, the regular Deploy, I will say... So I'm involved with the American Knife and Tool Institute. We've been working on automatic knife legislation. Uh, this year, Pennsylvania is now legal to carry automatic knives. Well, so that's, congratulations. that's brand new. We got Thank that done last year. Thank you for your year. efforts, yes. So uh, now we're working on Washington State, California, New Mexico, and Minnesota. There's still that many. There's still that many. There's <laughs> seven, seven left in Hawaii, but we're not working on Hawaii. What is up with all this government overreach with our freedoms and our... It's why Our we live. In, it's why we live in Idaho. You know, <laughs> we just heard, you know, recently about the, you know, the, the tactical arm brace. You know, yep. The ruling from the ATF on that. You know, complete just overreach. You know, no reg- regular and people do not realize how impactful. It's not just legislation. You got to watch out for it. The regulation can can tie you up even faster even than, worse. than legislation. Yeah, and nobody's accountable for that. Because there's nothing that it has to go through, no approval system nope. or anything. doesn't have to make sense either. No, and it doesn't. Uh, let me show you this. I want to get your opinion on this. I want to get everybody's opinion on this. So I'm going to have this guy on the show, uh, and I'm going to grill him about this book. Common Sense Gun Laws. Okay. Okay. So re- read the title, Doug. Uh, bullet Points. The whole thing. Reasons why America should embrace common sense gun laws. Okay. So, and this is a this is a two A advocate guy. Okay. Okay. So I've gotten like four or five chapters into it, and I mean I can kind of see some of his points in this, but I, I want to get your opinion. Go to chapter five. Flip in there to chapter five. CJ. Boy, no pressure. No pressure. Readers. <laughs> I will need a little that. deeper, a <laughs> yeah. little deeper in the no, book, a little I'm, further back, a little further back. We're getting old, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, just keep, uh, I, I re- get it. Wait, I remember I when it. he didn't need readers. <laughs> you know, I, I must say this guy makes a lot of sense. Right? It really does. And I only got through two chapters. I'm, I'm a convert. I, I am officially a convert. <laughs> it took me. Did you look through there? It took me two Pretty chapters good, to get okay. through it. CJ's just like, yep. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. So for our listeners, yes, I am uh, showing Yehuda's book again. Uh, I'm I'm punking everybody that comes on. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So it's it's blank. Yeah. Yep. There are no common sense gun laws. Very appropriate. It doesn't exist. Very appropriate. (laughs) Isn't that cool? It is cool. It is cool. Common sense, not so common these days. So the, the new uh, releases that you guys have at Buck Knives, are they, are they up on the website? Are they they're available? on the website. They're here at the show. Uh, we were, I, I think our team's doing a great job getting stuff introduced uh, on time. And so far, placement with our key dealers has been good, been solid. Good. So uh, that's always a, a, a good recommendation that what you, you introduced go. actually makes sense to people. So go to uh, your local dealer. Go to their website. You can see all the new and latest offerings. And it's uh, BuckKnives.com. Yes, sir. And uh, at BuckKnives on the grams and social meets. You guys can see. The, I know you guys do a great job with your social media posting up. Yeah, we, I don't know we've who gotten your better photographer is, but your photographer is phenomenal. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Is that Thank you? you? <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. No. Yeah. Well, no, it, I say thank you for him. And if you're in the area of the beautiful North Idaho, come by the factory, correct? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, we're we're at right. exit two. Did we're you just get over there. I know Washington Board. Not yet. Still working on Not the yet. museum. Still working on it. Okay. I mean, it's it's kind of a museum as it is anyway. When you walk in that, I mean, it's just you got history on the wall, and you can mm-hmm. you just kind of walk in and you just feel, you know, it's like there's something here. You know, there there's a re- rich, deep, you know, American family history in this company. And, and and we don't have to make any of it up. It's all it's there. It's all real. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a great story. Um, Doug, sir, talk about your company a little bit for us. Let the ladies know where they can get in touch with you. What so your specialty that you're doing? Website's pretty easy. Uh, huts h u t s dash t s s g dot com. Our primary focus, like I said, is is mostly working with the trifecta that we call it. You know, guys that are recently retired, so their experience is still relevant. Uh, military, law enforcement, special unit type stuff. All right. Um, doing all manner of firearms, self-defense, knife defense, uh, disaster prep scenario, prepping of some of the nonprofit organizations that are going over doing good things yeah. overseas, you know, everything from nice. how to travel safely and how to return home safely. So we basically bill ourselves as we've got stuff on the shelf ready to go, uh, but we like to tailor a solution to what your unit or organization needs so that we're not wasting your time, you're not wasting our time. and. You know, we're doing it on strategic level down to the individual level. Uh, we do a mobile training team option. Uh, a lot of times, you got uh, medium-sized departments. It's uh, more cost-effective. Did you to say medium? Medium. I like that. I called that. It's more more cost-effective <laughs> and uh, administratively effective to bring you know myself and one of my guys or two of my guys to your location sure. using your facilities, and then you don't have to foot the bill for Absolutely. all the operational costs, and you still get the same tier one level quality type training. So that's where we're. It's what we're doing, and then um, also. I'm also diverging and doing a little bit of being a, a gear dork and knife and gun guy myself. I'm, you know, later this summer, hopefully have small batch, high quality, doing my own uh, bladesmithing and, and ah, production. Okay. So we'll see. Oh, how a competitor. That goes. Competitor. competitor. Oh, I get it. I get it. He wouldn't have had me on if I told him that earlier. So. Are you going to try to get on that uh, Forged and Fire show? No, no, no. I've actually got a good buddy of mine who's a phenomenal bladesmith himself and uh, been in business for a lot of years. And he's teaching me some of the, the Forged and Fire style old school methodology but of course yeah. for semi-custom production level we'll keep it small but uh try to do everything in north idaho area do it in-house you know keep the standards very up. nice and so yeah so that's where i'm going very nice and yeah. we'll have buck do the heat treat for him so oh, yeah, he's gonna grind awesome. his own that'll stuff be, he's gonna do it on do yeah, it, do it all yourself. Uh, awesome. rich yes sir talk about so you're managing the the buckmaster uh, facebook collector page what is it you know what i i have a, a facebook page it's called buckmaster knives and now i'm gonna start posting stuff um uh i haven't been able to for a long time yeah. uh, for any ndas and different things like that so i didn't want to uh, upset anybody sure but now we can talk about it but it's exciting this process and it's for me it's more exciting to know that our military is going to get the best dive knife ever created and uh um, uh, it's again that it's a dive knife that's it's not a fighting knife uh, but it's still a dive knife and obviously there's all kinds of applications for it and to be involved with the original team like Paul Boss who did the heat treat and and Commander Coulter who requested and CJ who um, had his family build the knife to begin with when nobody wanted to to have that same team in place it's it's amazing so I cannot you know and, and I would like to personally end 
and the words of Commander Coulter, and I do not sound like the man. Uh, he he has the best uh, deep baritone voice ever. <laughs> but in my opinion, Buck Knives makes some of the best knives in the world. So Commander D.T. Coulter. I concur. I concur with that. Seal retired. So I'm asking every all my guests uh, during the shot show here, i got a question that I ask you. And just first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. So what is the one thing in 2023, is that right, 2023, yep. that you would like to see disappear, gone, never never to return? Start with... You say what or who? That, <laughs> that, that, that's a what. A who's a what? <laughs> so, for instance, I've had uh, world hunger. You know, somebody said world hunger. Somebody said uh, uh, they would like like stupid phrases to go away which was me like <laughs> ad nauseum or um um that is a good question and i don't have a ready answer oh my gosh i've stumped you i have stumped the I, va- vaccine mandates vaccine <laughs> mandates for me there you go yep there you go are you are you actually doing those no <laughs> no he those he are caught, more I, of a suggestion yeah, I'm, too. I'm he, he caught it the old-fashioned way yeah yeah and lived it almost yeah yeah i've I haven't had one yet. What about you? A little cheesy, but uh, I would like for us to redirect our energy and efforts into actually making things better across the spectrum instead of just our own personal whatever, call it agendas. Yeah. Yeah. So more unity. More unity. More Less bickering. Less divisiveness. Well, let's get back to the, uh, you know, the America that we need to be. There you go. No, I, I think I would I would add just a smidgen to that, and that is uh, lose the bipolarization and get back to where we can actually discuss things, to where you can Civil share. This is why I think what I think. I want to know why you think what you think. Let's let's come together. We can figure out what we agree on. We can figure out and what we disagree on. And agree to disagree. On. Yes. Instead of. Okay, you don't yeah. agree with me. I'm going to continue to try to get you. Well, that's what to a republic. What that's what a republic was designed to do: is have 50 different ways you could think and still be in the same country. Yeah. And and I think we're losing that. And I. Oh, no, you. We are. Yeah. And still be proud of each other and get yes, along. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Agreed. That has been, believe it or not, and I didn't want to say it, but that has been like the majority of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. It's like the divisiveness, the not being able to communicate with one another. Kind of thing. So, yeah. No, yep. that's that would be it. Good answers. You have won. And Don Pardo, tell him what the, you want a mission first tactical, leather covered, bad MFR wallet. That's awesome. Thank awesome. You. Yeah, thank Guys, you. Guys, again, much. thank you so much. Uh, and sincerely, I am humbled and privileged to uh, that you guys have included me, my audience, uh, in this journey. And I'm glad to see it that it's finally. We're almost at the yep. finish line. It's right there. It is right We're there. We're like touching it. It's there. Like, and before we like, sign yeah. off, that's right out of my pocket, but I'd like you to have it. For real? That's the mini deploy we no were talking way. about earlier. I signed it and put the word well, shot I, on it so you remembered I where you got it. I saw that you'd signed it, and I was like, oh, I better give that back to him. That's for somebody. <laughs> Thank no, you. I, I don't really need stuff with my signature on it. So. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I kind of bogart my grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, anyway, sir. I pleasure. appreciate that. Uh, we're going to make pictures of that and post it up. Uh, Leadheads, more coming from the 2023 SHOT Show here at the official headquarters of Caltech. Day two.
one is it? This was two. This is two. So, fellas, Evan, Bill, appreciate you guys being on, taking the time, share your shot show experience with the Leadheads. Um, yeah, buddy. Uh, Evan, give your Instagrams for everybody. Uh, it's uh, at Flood Munitions. Just uh, first words flood, last words munitions. And, uh, yeah, you guys can follow me there. I post uh, some content there uh, regarding SHOT Show and then just uh, all sorts of gun content, whatever I can get away with on uh, Instagram and YouTube. So, you yeah, go. Go, go check it out. And uh, Bildo, uh, can't really follow him, so nope. you got a private account. <laughs> don't you? I do. He's got a private account. He's all private, privatized. Uh, but go on and show all our sponsors some love. Mission First Tactical. Go to missionfirsttactical.com. Use the code LEADHEAD to get 20% off. Go to seal1.com. Use the code LEADHEAD to get 25% off. We've got Dwight uh, going to be coming up on an episode talking about uh, some new products that they have. And if you guys have been watching our Instagram or watched it during SHOT Show, we did a lot of exclusives and live coverage uh, that we posted on Instagram, too, that uh, maybe we didn't get interviews with people, but we did do them through those. And we did one with uh, with Dwight talking about that new product. But we are going to have him on the show talking about that. Um, and then, of course, you go to Keltec. Go to KeltecWeapons.com. Use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 15% off uh, any of the products there, non-firearm related. And go let them know how much you appreciate them sponsoring us for the SHOT Show being the official lead quarters uh, for the Talking Lead podcast there at SHOT Show. So uh, until the next episode, as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. <laughs>